right, guys, light them up. <laughs> oh, that was a dud. That wasn't too bad. That, that was, was pretty good. The uh, so we are proud to bring you uh, round two of the new and improved Cleveland Moto podcast. So uh, as I burp, first thing like nine <laughs> seconds in, Phil burps. Episode uh, number. I have no idea what actual episode number we're on right now, but we'll figure that out. The uh, we have got a really crowded table today. So, podcast listeners, keep in mind you're sitting in the middle of a whole bunch of fucking motorcycle enthusiasts right now. So we have uh, what nine? So we're nine strong tonight. So to my left is Chris Smith, who rode here tonight. By the way, what is it? Thirty-six degrees out, thirty-seven degrees, something. Thirty-two, yeah. maybe. Yeah, thirty-two. It's going to be twenty-eight tonight. So It'll be cold. To his left, Kevin did not ride here. <laughs> <laughs> did not ride here. And That's Michael, no also net riding. Right. And to his left, Steve Offord. Who rode here in fucking shorts? <laughs> Is that what those are? <laughs> yeah, those are. No, no, he's wearing his furry pants. On a what? Dude, you rode PC eight hundred, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh and wait, you guys both had fairings. True. They did. Yeah, they were. I was going to take my helix, but when I was backing it up, I hit my antenna mount and shattered my tail light. Oh. On your helix? Oh. Yes. Oh, oh shit. So I was pissed. You should be pissed. Idiot. Yeah. Was no, like, I wasn't it. I was like see it was in the dark. Was that like an 86 Easy, Helix or 86 Helix? 86 Helix, yeah. Pearl, same color as my same color the good as news my is, 800 <laughs> The parts for those stayed the same until like 2005. Right. right? So it's not real hard to get one. If you can't find a, a Japanese one, you can get one of the CF Moto ones that they've only been stamped CF Moto with the Honda stamp over top of them. So oh, you really? should still be able to yeah. get them cheap. And to his left, Cam Vanderhorst. And of course, you showed up tonight, powered by Fiat. Yeah, yeah. So that's we, we passed so many Italian cars on the way here too. You're in an Akron, yeah. and all of them were running too, which was fucking wild. Which is saying something. <laughs> that's exactly right. Shocking. It is shocking. I think that's yeah. the first Alpha Julia I've seen on the road. Oh no, yeah. you guys did actually say Julia? Yeah, we saw Julia. We saw another Fiat 500. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a customer with a Julia. Yeah. yeah, and I went out and looked at it, and he was like, "No, it's it's not black." It's, it's, it's anthracite. And I was like, wow. Recovering BMW owner? Clearly. That's some, that's some BMW owner shit. That is some shit right there. I mean, that is really sad. And to his left? Johnny Mac. Johnny Mac. So, yeah, you showed up in your... In my, uh, my 2012 Kia Sorento. The Corvette's parked? The Corvette. Eh, no, no, I think it's going to have to come out because Peggy's car needs to get some work to it, and I'm going to let her drive it. Oh. I don't plan on just parking it all winter long. Really? I, I, I would like to try to keep it out of the salt. Yeah. So salt was thick this morning. You might have to show up at the fluid film party. Yeah. Yeah, you might have to be there. Liquid's already put down salt. What yep. the fuck? Yeah. Liquid's down. Are you Boulevard and Riverside, there was an inch of salt what in, the across fuck? the intersection. New guy at the salt truck. A lot what of the shit. shit. <laughs> they must have, had, must have had a lot left a over lot from last out. year. It's crazy. What the shit? In they got a great budget, too. And there's no way they could have possibly... that. There's no way the road could have frozen. It, yeah. it, it hasn't been cold enough. It's just a training exercise. Yeah, that's right. Lorain County lays down the uh, spray, whatever that yeah, is. The brine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit's evil. They, brought to you they by General Motors. They bring it out in like June, maybe, yeah. to make sure it works, you know. <laughs> but the ramp on the way to work this morning, yeah. totally frozen. Almost went into a really? ditch. Really? Holy fuck. Yeah, I have a, you know, a sob, yeah. whatever. Yeah. A Sabaru? Yeah, Sabaru. Yeah. But 
hit the hit the ramp, hit the brakes. Yeah. Slid all the way around wow. the, the curb. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. I hope you applied Holy full opposite shit. lock and staying in it. Just no, I just I bailed out of it. <laughs> I worked on the, I worked on the biggest dump truck you could ever. It's a northern uh, Western Star. Oh yeah, Ooh. it has twenty five hundred miles on it. It drove from Canada down for the airport, so it's this massive, like super huge dump truck with a stainless steel bed, and it's got really? the, the bed with the hopper and the yeah. thing, and then brine tanks all over it, six different brine tanks. This thing is just made to... Basically, it's made to make cars disappear. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, but it's it for the airport, which I, thought, I think they don't use salt. You're not supposed salt. to use salt at airports. Just just? They just use calcium chloride. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I think when my car was made, part of the main, the metal treatment process was yeah. a brine dip. I think you're right. <laughs> Fiat's all get that nice brine dip before they roll out, just before the paint. You a little yep. brine dip, that's good. Uh, just so it bubbles up after about four years. And to his left? Nick DeVito. Fiat pilot extraordinaire. Yeah. That's it. And he doesn't just drive a Fiat. By God, he autocrosses a Fiat. Rally cross. Rally cross. That's right. <laughs> no, not, none of that asphalt no. for you. No, no. it's not allowed like to, to autocross it because it's, too, it's taller than it is wide. So that's it's a, right. it's a rollover hazard. <laughs> it's the first, uh, that's a pickup <laughs> that's truck shitty. too. So that's they don't... so shitty of them to do that. <laughs> what? It's a Fiat pickup truck? No. <laughs> it's like you literally are driving a Fiat side flip. You zillion like, really? Uh, it's not fair. What if you had, like, convertible? What, they didn't, well, they didn't I don't know. Convertible. Uh, and my car is lowered, so right. I think they would have to measure it. Right. But I'm not going to No, the whole that. idea is that we wouldn't let you autocross because there's a chance you'd end up on your roof. Yeah, and well, because I, I reached out to the Northeast Ohio SCCA and was like, hey, hey can problem. I autocross my Fiat? And they're like, oh, actually, it's on the exclusion, the SCCA exclusion list. <laughs> you know what and SCCA then, stands for, right? Spoiled children crashing automobiles. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, wasn't, that wasn't enough. He also sent me videos of Abarth's rolling over in autocross. Oh, fuck, so, really? It's a short list of, of do not use cars. The smart cars on there? The uh, I think there's Fiesta's only like on there. Three, yeah, yeah, the, the Mazda 2, two though. They'll let the Mazda 2 autocross. Yeah, that's weird. The but the Fiesta can't. The, fi- the Fiesta, the Fiesta can't. can't autocross, but the Mazda 2 can't. I think mm-hmm. like if you have like a, one of the hot Fiestas, if you have like a Fiesta, um, like a yeah, ST. ST. Yeah, if you have that, I think they'll yeah, let you so autocross that. Really? Last I checked, but okay. this was this was back when I was still driving my Mazda 2. Um, for some reason, that wasn't excluded. Right, but the Fiesta was. Right, Rangers not allowed. B two thousands, bring them on. Well, you know who won my my class in rallycross? My stock front wheel drive class was won by a Ford Transit Connect van. Oh man! So what? Did it, did it say man. rent me for nineteen ninety five? Yeah, no, it's not. Thirty minutes or less somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that won your class? Yeah, that won my class. Holy shit! And that's not taller than it is wide, though. It's I totally sure taller than the ladder. That is. Yeah. That is yeah. Yeah. I won the Lakewood Rally two years in a row on my C seventy. Wow! Well, you know why? It was timed. I was going to say it's timed, and it's yeah. per- that's a perfect thing to do. It and I it really put my is. My watch around the yeah the handlebars, and you're like and just... sidewalks. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fine. And to his left, running our board tonight, uh, Steve Sleevy. Steve, we got to tell you, a giant virtual pat on the back. All of our podcast listeners have chimed in, the good ones at least, <laughs> um, to say that the podcast sounds great. And for the first time in a long time, you can listen to it in headphones. Yeah, and that's wow. a big deal because I used to not like to listen to it in the truck, and I have a loud truck. And the fact that we were sitting here and we got all this firepower around us brings to my next brings me to my next topic. Um, sometimes you have to lean the way the wind blows, and folks, we've done leaned. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, we now have a Patreon account. So, yeah, I know. People in this room that didn't realize that we have a Patreon account. But, yeah, we have an actual Patreon account, and uh, we have a lot of different levels that people can participate in. And that's a way that they're going to send us money, and we're going to give them things. And what we're going to give them is we're going to give them, well, we're going to keep giving them what we're fucking giving them. uh, And we're not going to stop, and it's going to be better. And uh, what we're doing is we're giving them three different levels of participation, and there may be more. Uh, but right now, the levels of participation are, if you look at the monitor behind you, <clears throat> you'll see that we are participating at the level one, which is going to cost you a whopping one doll hair. And that means uh, you identify as a fan. And uh, for that, you're literally saying that I'm more than just a listener. I want more and I'm willing to do my fucking part. And you're going to get access to patron-only posts, mini-casts, and videos. So I've been populating our little part of Patreon with little things that you can only get access to if you are a patron member, which means you've logged on to patreon.com forward slash Cleveland Moto, real fucking hard to find kids, and decided to give us 12 bucks a year. And you're going to get access to certain things that other people aren't going to get access to. I've posted some pictures up there of people that we know and love and compromising positions. And if you want to see those pictures, it's going to cost you. Sign me up. I mean, anything for the mighty dollar. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the next, the next level is a party member. And if you look up there, you're going to notice that's our friend Paul Helfrich holding a, uh, I believe that's a Roman twist at Porco. Um, party member, man, that's going to cost you five bucks per month. Uh, it's going to be 60 whole doll hairs a year. We're going to give you shit though. So you're actually going to get tangibles. Uh, there's going to be a, a transfer of currency for merchandise. We're going to mail to your house if you live in the Continental. Uh, and if you live outside the Continental, we'll work something out. But we're going to give you a T-shirt for sure. We may include something along the lines of a pint glass or a coffee mug or something like that that we have littering up the shop we can't get rid of through normal <laughs> channels. We have a lot of empty beer cans and bottles. Oh, yeah, boy, we could, we could make you real happy on the recycling. Uh, and we're going to get you to the party-level member, which is going to give you access to some video content, some audio content, shit like that. And then the top member, the top level right now, is the, uh, the very desirable member level. Most desirable. It's the hotline member. Ooh. And then a hotline member. Now, you have special privileges. Not only do you, give, you have the privilege of giving us $10 a month, but you get all the things we talked about earlier in the party pack. However, you also get to guide the show. You get access we have put out a phone number that will receive texts and hotline members will get that phone number and they'll be able to give us suggestions for things we should talk about on the podcast. Huh. It's going to make it a lot easier for us to come up with topics now, guys. <laughs> Wait, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight, John. I get the free podcast. I get the, I get the swag. I get the swag. And... Right. I get the hotline number? You get the hotline but number. But, Phil, what's the catch? What's but the wait, catch? There's more. There's <laughs> more. So we have peppered in our patron feed, uh, our posts, with little things that you're not going to be able to get access to unless you're um, a member, right? So there's going to be things that people who are members get access to that other people simply don't. And why this is important is it's going to give me the ability to go through my photo archives and find some really embarrassing shit and put it out there for only select members of the universe to see. Mm-hmm. I know, right? And if you're, if, if right now, if you're feeling very confident, you haven't hung out with us very long uh, because I thought it'd be more fun to just, and I, I, 
I started by putting some shit up there that is me. So that's, you know, that's not a thing that I'm not going to make myself exempt from this. But, uh, yeah, we are going to have something, just something a little special for people out there. And, you know, nobody say what they're about to see. I don't want anyone to say a single word about what comes up on the screen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's worth the price of admission right there. Yeah, right? Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So, Dear Lord. Yeah, so for all you Motorcycles and Misfits members, you might get that. And... Uh, <laughs> So that's a that's a little bonus for being a uh, uh, that's a little a, boner. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a little something for all of our podcast uh, our podcast listeners to aspire to. If you come in at that whopping ten dollar a month level, Phil, and that's I, uh, where it's great to be audio. Can I butt in here for a second, real? Please quick? go ahead, Cam. So um, what a lot of our listeners would probably exactly none of our listeners know is that after we're done recording this yes. wonderful show, uh, a few of us will often stick around yep. until uh, two or three in the morning. <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> and, uh, and, and just continue talking about motorcycles. Like Cleveland Moto after right. hours. Yeah, after you're like I, catching the first two yeah, hours. Yeah, you're, so you're literally so catching the first those, two hours. If, if it's you know maybe those ten dollar members might hear a little bit of that. It at wouldn't probably wouldn't be the worst idea to, to just grab like they said the tips and the tails right the cuttings the 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 stuff off the floor the abattoir, uh, and we put that together in a nice sort of a getta, and uh, if we offer that to people and let them have that, uh, but this will be a place they can get it. Go ahead, John. Would it ever be possible to listen in real time? No, I don't think we want to do that. Um, You'd you'd have to like, (laughs) you'd have to stream it like on Twitch or something. Have like a video feed on Twitch, and I've I've tried figuring out the logistics of that myself, and Mm -hmm. it's. I've participated, or let me say, I've voyeured a few of those, and usually it really doesn't work well. And the it ones that show. do work well, they have the porn industry behind them, and you can hear the money dropping. <laughs> chang, chang, chang. Oh, thanks, Charlie. Let me let me show you my tonsils. We could, though, at some yeah. point, uh, video the table set oh, sure. and put yeah. it together and then yeah. offer that as a bonus on like a, yeah. a private YouTube sure. thing. Oh, a yeah. private YouTube. Mm. Yeah, that, there's other video hosting sites. Too. Yeah, we oh, did true, try Periscope once. Yeah, uh, I don't like we tried that. We should, we should host it on porn. We tried a few things, but I honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's you so convenient. I can listen to my favorite podcast right. and get the job and done. And get the, the job done at the same time. Nine guys talking about motorcycles. And I'll tell you what, if this podcast is what gets you over the line. Well, well done. done. Well done. You truly see your tonsils. <laughs> yeah. So if I sound a little bit off, it's because I've lost uh, I've lost some teeth this week. Let's see. Yeah, I have. Uh, I got. Yeah, that guy. So the number thirteen and the Phil, number eighteen. Phil, show me your tonsils. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, first of all, they've been gone for thirty years. Uh, but I did go in and I was having a little tooth pain. <laughs> <laughs> He's he, he just he just he just realized Heimlich Heimlich Heimlich. He just realized that you don't have a gag reflex either. <laughs> oh man, it's like it's, it's that point where millennials and boomers collide. It's just a, it's a very dangerous place. Uh, generation, why not the the teeth that got removed? It, so anybody who's had extractions before, you'll know that you don't go into the dentist for an extraction unless that shit is pressing on your fucking brain, and. I went in and talked to the dentist, and going to a dentist is like a nine-fucking-stage operation to, to get anything actually done. So, like, stage one is they just vet you to see if you're financially qualified to, you know, participate in the rest of the experience. And in, in the interim, what they do in, then is they're basically, like, taking panos, like, taking pictures of your mouth and, and cleaning things. Or not even really cleaning. They're just stabbing around with things and seeing how deep your gum tissue is and yelling at you because you lied to them about flossing. Stainless it's a racket. Thing. It is a racket. And uh, 
But I like to say when I walked in, because I haven't been to a dentist in the Coons age, that uh, I said, I have a problem. It needs to be addressed most ricky tick. So we're going to skip to like phase four right now. And uh, that didn't happen, but they did, <laughs> they did gladly refer me to somebody who was more than happy to pull teeth out of my head. He did it with a degree of enthusiasm that one rarely sees. <laughs> Doctor, the Farm? guy down at the RIT stop, isn't it? That's my buddy Stuart Nickel with some needle nose vice grips. Yeah. Is, is it safe? Is it safe? <laughs> no, really. Is it safe? Is it, was it and one Dr. Farb? It was Dr. Francis. Oh. Close and the same thing. But, um, did he have his knee on your chest? I no, he didn't. And what's funny is I did steal some of his Francis. thunder for him because after I left my actual dentist's, yeah, like your wife does that for a living. That's what she does. Dentists, on behalf of everybody out there, it's Trust. it's the hygienist that does all the really, truly grim and dirty shit. They smell the poo coming out of your mouth. They do all the terrible things. Her one things. office is the perio uh, office, oh, really? which is oh. Oh, okay. perio is oh, when you're advanced. Yeah. So she oh, does yeah. root planings and stuff <laughs> like that where you go well below yeah. the gum level oh, and you're... Yeah. <laughs> Pricking oh. up chunks of like, you know, and what it is is bacteria, the oral fauna in your mouth grows, and yeah. that's what plaque is. Well, if it stays there, then it gets hard and it gets under your gums and yeah. then it, it calcifies, and then then that propagates more. Once you now you've given it a foothold, and that's how you end up with cal, uh, that's how you end up with cavities, right. and then gum disease because all that bacteria is living under around your tooth. Hmm. And it builds and builds and builds on itself. So. If you don't want to hear about cavities from your dentist, I recommend a lot of root canals. Uh, and gargle Because <laughs> once you that works for me. Uh, but once you have a bunch of root canals, they totally give up on those teeth. They're like, yeah. oh, you know, there's no nerve in there. They can't hurt you. Mm. They, won't even, they won't even bother to let you know about cavities and teeth that have had root canals. So I recommend a whole bunch of root canals. Wow. The, uh, Every once in a while, feel your teeth. And yeah. If you feel one loose, that's yeah. mobility. Yeah, you got a problem. Well, I had a lot of mobility in number thirteen. In fact, it was mobilitying its way to giving me <laughs> sinus infections. Mm. So I had like perpetual abscesses up there. And after I went in and got that panoramic X-ray, I was under the false impression that this tooth, this bicuspid on the top of my mouth, was a post because I've had an, a lot of money spent in my mouth because I was raised on Coca-Cola when any other child would have water or milk. We had Coca-Cola. I remember my mom used to bring home three-liter bottles yes. of pop. Yeah. And three liter? Three liter. Oh no, three liter is not the name caps. brand. Oh yes. If you're drinking pop from a three-liter, you're not getting anything that is name brand. <laughs> it's cola. You're getting cola. Orange soda. Right. Orange Red soda. Pop. You're getting you know, Dr. Right. Thunder. <laughs> Dr. Thunder. To a child. Mountain <laughs> lion. <laughs> to a child. That's the black right. girl. No. Okay, make sure you marry a uh, hygienist. Exactly. Yeah. So, I just, so I just I want to point out, all of us are listening intently to you right. talking about your teeth, and all of us are taking our tongue and right. pushing, pushing really hard on the inside right. of all of our teeth. We're all like, that's really interesting. Mm, mm, and mm, so mm. this one had bothered me for about a month and a half prior to getting in there. And then once I realized from the panoramic x-ray that there wasn't a post there, then it was game on. It's a natural tooth. So as soon as I got home from that appointment, I was like $75. First of all, the guy they wanted to send me to was over 600 bucks. He was out of network. And they weren't even like entertaining the idea of sending me to somebody in network. I was like, oh, what the fucking, what's the point of having dental insurance if you can't go to somebody in network? And... So we made enough phone calls to get me to somebody in network, and then I found out it's still going to be seventy-five or eighty bucks per hole. And I go, okay, well, I'll take care of that. So I went home that night, and it was amazing how easy that tooth came out. 
And I was sitting on the couch watching TV, and I was like, all right. Reached up there, grabbed that thing, wiggled it around a little bit. What'd you use? Gerber tool? Didn't have to. Really? Yeah, no, I've got... Just fingers. Oh, yeah, just monkey wow. fingers. Yeah, it's oh, really? monkey hands. Yeah, I dried it off real good first, and I pulled that <laughs> thing out. And I got to tell you guys, if you pull a tooth out of your head... Um, what, what colors did you see? Was well, it, it bled experience? a little bit. No, the pain wasn't that bad because oh. it was over real quick. But the smell, the smell's so awful. The smell's terrible. Really? If a tooth's so bad that you got to pull it out of your fucking skull, the smell you're going to get rewarded with? No. Dead oh. animals don't smell that good. Um, they have a really Peggy bad. has scented masks. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. She's like, oh, some so of I, them are just awful. I tried to take the other one out, but the other one was a heroic root canal from the 90s. And it's just a big, nasty, gnarly fucker at the way back, you know, molar just next to the wisdom tooth It looked thing. like it had a crown on it. It, uh, it was fully done. Yeah. It was fully done. It was fully, all the money that could be spent on a tooth was spent on that tooth. And it had lived a good life, but then it started trapping like a quarter pound of beef a week. <laughs> and I couldn't live with that. And That's because it also had a trunk in it. It did have a trunk. <laughs> it, did. it was a fucking meat locker is what it was. Um, when you punctuate your sentences by this, because you're trying to clear meat and food out of the giant <laughs> vacuous cavity in your fucking tooth. So, um, so that's a bad crown. That's not yeah, supposed to happen. Exactly. That crown should fit the tooth. Yeah, if you have an overhang, then yeah. it catches food. Uh, and it well, just... and it will also be ignored for a very long time. I couldn't pull that one out of my own at home. It's not I, your as much fault. As I tried. It's the dentist's fault. Well, just it's always that. the dentist's fault, right? I, I, uh, <laughs> I cracked a tooth in half yeah. on like a really nasty uh, go kart mm. accident. Mm -hmm. Um, the week that I moved into to our house. Yeah. And, uh... I was expecting this to be a childhood injury. No. <laughs> Me too. It's a grown-up injury. Like, I'm really the go-karts. Go this is probably a baby tooth. Don't worry about it. No, it was like, it was a real, really serious Robin's racing accident. I went full Earnhardt <laughs> into the wall. And then a few days later... Didn't have his halo on. Yeah, didn't have my halo on. A few days later, um, I was eating Taco Bell with my coworkers, and half of my tooth came out. Right on. And uh, I don't. I have the issue that you were having, yeah. where like like little chunks of beef and stuff, yeah. or ground turkey, because we try to be healthy when we make our tacos. It's dog food. Yeah, <laughs> it gets it gets stuck gets stuck in the tooth, and I just always have resting bitch face because I'm always trying to fish something out of it. Because you're just always like someone's talking to you, and you're like, oh yeah, right. And you're like, dude, this guy's chewing on his teeth. He's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy's just looking at me hard and hating on me from and across I'm just, the yeah, table. I'm just listening to you, right. just having a great yeah. day. Yeah. Just I, The only thing in the world that's bothering me right. is the, the little kernel of beef. <laughs> One little nugget, a little meat nugget hiding in my tooth. There was a case study on a farmer who had perfect teeth, yeah. and he had a toothpick, and he was had this toothpick fetish. Yeah. He could pass a toothpick between right. each of his teeth yep. and perfect. would do so regularly. Yeah. And he Never had a problem. Because yeah. he just kept yeah. them completely perfect. From, huh. Yeah, well, I went in there, and the, the woman was like, so, uh, how frequently you how frequently do you floss? And I was like, about once a week, maybe. Always lying. And she was like, "You're the like really once a week?" And I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Well, you need to floss more than that." And she goes, "But really, once a week?" And I was like, "Am I gonna fucking lie to you?" I'm like, every customer I have that comes into the shop tries to lie to me about how they maintain their bike. I'm like, for <laughs> once, I'm gonna be the ray of sunshine. I'm gonna be the one person who didn't lie to you today. Yeah. I like the way Mike's walking real slow because his shoes squeak. <laughs> but I think with these microphones, your shoes are safe. Fuck. But you can go the other way too. Like yeah. I, 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 for Christmas, somebody got me an electric flosser, and I got addicted <laughs> to it. Is that what we're calling? Do you wear that around your waist? Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, but so I, I flossed so much. This, yeah. is, this is like ten years ago. I flossed so much, I got gingivitis because I flossed way too what much. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, you can have erosion. That's where yeah. people who overbrush their teeth. 
will brush away their gums. Like, oh, and like yeah, you don't want to oh. do that. No, well, welcome to the Peridon cast. Yeah, right? Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Fantastic, guys. It was 20 minutes. Tequila. Tequila. This is fascinating. Teeth are are really important tools as a motorcyclist because you can use them to open bags. This is my best wire stripper I've ever had in my life. Wire strippers. I've got three different gauges of wire on this grill. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you right now. I've got certain, I've got spots in my mouth that are reserved for only eight gauge wire. If my wife were here right now, she'd tell you two things. Oh, uh, really likes electric toothbrushes. Get yourself a nice brawn. Yeah, I got Go for, it, it, it goes two minutes. It'll, yep. It does the right amount. Tells oh, you yeah. to do the right yeah, amount of things. Yeah. And then she always just loves saying the same bacteria is what they found in your brain mm-hmm. and in your heart. When people have heart problems, yep. the plaque that's in your heart is the same as the plaque that's in your right. mouth. Right. And they've been leaking all, Alzheimer's and stuff to, to bad dental hygiene. All stems reading too much candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, candy makes you have Alzheimer's. I see a correlation. All right, <laughs> I'm willing to print that. Next week's headline. It's a Benadryl too. Oh yeah, hypnotics. Yeah. The uh, so Harley Davidson, who we love to shit on. We're, wait, I, we're going to talk about motorcycles. I know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I just, I, I know this was probably very interesting to some listeners, but I actually learned a lot today. Yeah, John, I know. I didn't right? know. Thank you, <laughs> Phil. Thank you. <laughs> we know Go we're trying. Accident. We're trying. Thank to help. you. Uh, <laughs> learned. They were like really fast go karts, okay? <laughs> fast enough to crack a tooth in half. Super fast go karts. Well, you can do that with the popcorn kernel too, but I mean, it's I'm like not saying a super fast mobility scooter. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. The uh, so so we were in Walmart. We had this we had this customer podcast listener customer. Now that we're talking about Patreon, they're all customers. Um, we had this podcast listener apparently that. Uh, really took offense to one of the many things we said about the motor company. <clears throat> oh, boy. Just one? Just oh, boy. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? Oh, boy. First time. Yeah. Great. And he really had a problem. In fact, he said that, you know, what was it like? What was, the li- what was it like seeing your high school through that locker? You know, and wow. that's pretty good. I, I actually, I actually good wrote one, that. He didn't actually say it that well, and his 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 spelling wasn't that great was it either. In all caps. It was pretty bad. Locker of two Ks in it. It was pretty bad, and and he's like, you know, and that's why you are you are still what you've always been, a coward. And I was like, what? Sounds like this dude knows me. <laughs> I don't know that many people, especially not that many people from high school. So I, I, I checked him out and I looked up his background because he was like really, really defending Harley Davidson. Like it meant a fucking lot to him. What's that? No, it wasn't Cam. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you donate to Patreon at the $10 level, at the $10 level. Uh, you can actually ask for, for content suggestions like right. uh, tie Cameron up and leave him. <laughs> tie him to a Honda. And, and, and I, I hear the sound of Liza putting in $10 right now. Oh, man. Are, go. are we going to do a podcast, a podcast-a-thon? Oh, like for a month? You know? right. Oh, yeah, like Cam's up on the ladder and he right. can't right. come down off the ladder <laughs> until we raise ten grand for <laughs> Phil's kids. <laughs> Phil's kid, which basically pays for the Phil's pizza teeth. and microphones. Um, if you want to keep us, in, if you want to keep the podcast sounding this good, it'll cost you. The uh, so sorry. Back to Harley Davidson. So and this very uh, so this gentleman enthusiastic. His gentleman sends me this Facebook PM that, that is just fantastic, but he won't let me. Res- I can't respond to it because he's remained dark, right? And I was like, oh shit. So I did a little research, and it turns out he was really easy to find because he's got a massive criminal record. You're <laughs> uh, kidding. No, not kidding. 53 years old. But this is where the story gets serious. All right. Is 
despite how he attacked me for simply saying the things I said, and it was something probably when I said, Cameron may have said that, you know, well, that 80s motorcycle over there, that Harley Davidson, was probably equal to the manufacturing prowess of a Japanese motorcycle of the day. And I probably... Oh, yeah, it was about the FXR, yes. I bet, because I had three of my friends that yeah. used to listen to my podcast that are big into bikes that are religious listeners to the show say, the FXR was a damn good motorcycle. Right. Not even Harley people. I know. Because I don't have friends that are Harley people because Harley people don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're on the Cleveland Moto Podcast. Right. <laughs> and... So, and so I've got nowhere else to go. So he he chews me out and dresses me down about being a coward, among other things. And I look him up, and it turns out that uh, like 15 years ago, he was involved in a high speed pursuit on the interstate Interstate 480 down here that found its way onto West 150th Street. He lost control of his Harley Davidson motorcycle and killed his passenger. Oh, front wow. That's sad. That is sad. Okay. Now, if I ever murdered one of my passengers, I would be done making bold statements about motorcycles. I'd have to close that chapter of my life. I'd be doing decoy ducks. I'd be doing something else. But I wouldn't be proselytizing or being evangelical for the Harley-Davidson Motor Company. Now, I don't know what kept him alive when he was in jail, if being a member of a motorcycle club was what it took to keep him from becoming the receiving end of a bunch of, you know, pent-up anger and hate or reparations. But what I do know is launching out at me and our stupid little podcast because we said something bad about Harley-Davidson when you clearly are not the pillar of the fucking motorcycle community yourself, pal. (laughs) Maybe it's the time to pump the fucking brakes and realize it's all silly. I I would just like to point out, if you told me somebody was angry about something negative said about Harley Davidson's. Right. They were 53 with a criminal record that went back a couple decades. Yeah. If you asked me what kind of Harley they owned, I would say probably an FXR. Yeah. Oh, there's a Dyna in their closet somewhere. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, I still yeah. want an FXR. It's but, force, but it's in there. Well, yeah, but I mean, this is oh, that thing. and It's like, you do have to remember that this is all still fun and games. These podcasts, these Facebook pages, Instagram, all of it, it's worth exactly what it is. It's a bunch of idiots sitting around talking about things. And nobody here wants to grab pitchforks and torches and storm Milwaukee, you know, to march down Juneau Street and Kevin saying, I don't pre- I don't I'm not ruling that First out. Part sounded fun. <laughs> it's a group event. Right it's it social. It's cold. Um, but yeah, I mean that's not the what it is. I think what you'll find if you listen to more than just the ones your buddies tell you about, like, oh, man, that podcast really shits on Harley Davidson. What you'll find is over the history of all these podcasts that we've done, we're, we're kind of shitting on everybody. It's a uh, shit storm. It is a shit We're shitting on each other. But yeah. for all the, yeah. <laughs> yet we continue it's to talk level. and right. talk and talk about Harley Davidson. Exactly. So We are uh, a fountain of free advertising. Anybody right. heard the new Katy Perry song? It's called Harley's in Hawaii. Is it really? And it's got V-twin engine sounds in it, and she references all the um, all the the nonsense about you know, well, not nonsense, but all the stuff that's new and exciting to her that does we all take for granted. Does she reference the cam chain tensioner? And the- no, no, she referenced because they rented a Harley. Her and Orlando Bloom rented a Harley. And I had to listen to this fucking song three times this morning because I had to write an article about it because Harley is spending all this money on. Um, 
uh, marketing. A girl. So it's oh. a wink song. <laughs> well, <laughs> she does look incredible in the video. So there's a video. You didn't mention a video. Oh, yeah, but there's a video. Clearly. You have to watch it three times. But it's got 13 million views, and the only advertising Harley had to pay for was that they loaned the bikes that they used in the video because they wanted all new motorcycles in the video. Wow. Wow. So that's just the best. I mean, a lot of street 750s? Re- here, I'll put it to you this way. <laughs> when I... It's all like new 2020 stuff. I'm sure it is so because I, it's a marketing video. When I read the New York Times story, it said the video had 12 million views. And right. when I actually got around to writing it and looked it up, it was 13.7 million mm. views. On so, October 14th of 2019, Perry revealed the song's cover art and announced it would be released two days later. She stated on the Zach Sang show, whatever that is, that the inspiration for the song was a trip to Hawaii with her fiancé, Orlando Bloom, saying, I can remember specifically where I was, the street corner I was at in Oahu, and turning that corner, and by the way, you know that, you just know that that, all of that shit happened in Waikiki, because like, Katy Perry ain't hanging out in like North Beach. Yeah, she's going to be in Waikiki. She, the, you can hear just money falling uh, in the background. She's a and, passenger. There's a lot yeah, more vibration. And, on and that turning that corner and whispering to Orlando, I'm going to write a song called Harley's in Hawaii. Ew. Oh. I, re- I remember. Uh, can you imagine? Wow. Like, you're, just, you rented a Harley. You're rich. Yeah. You rented a Harley Davidson. Yeah. And, and it's just your, your, your girlfriend is on it, your fiance, who's a pop princess is on yeah. the back of the bike. She's like whispering, trying to be all romantic. I'm going to write a song. It's going to be called Harley's in Hawaii. And yeah. all you want to do yeah. is just That's just close you your up. eyes like the last fucking scene in a Sons yeah. of Anarchy. Yeah. Stupid, corny, symbolic bullshit just right into a truck. And that's Spoiler how you hassling Phil on a fucking podcast. That's exactly right. Or maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and during a high-speed pursuit. <laughs> 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 maybe this dude's a time traveler. She could be a time traveler. Maybe she better get uh, royalties going in our but I'm, Yeah, that is one of those things. I mean, not since Britney Spears literally put herself on a fucking pole for Pepsi. Yeah. I mean, not since yeah. then did... Anybody? Here, here's like, the thing. I mean, this is this is pretty massive. As payola, much as yeah. as much as I love. Well, here's the thing. I don't think it is because as much as. Oh um, no, that is. Yeah. yeah. Because that. Harley's like they've thrown their money behind a stadium mega tour next yeah. year of Fallout Boy, Weezer, and oh. Green Day. Like which, if you ever wanted to pull a sum of all fears yep. on a football stadium, please yeah. one of those. Because <laughs> I had to live through that generation so, of music the first. What's it going to cost us to rent a Goodyear blimp? Right. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, it makes sense because they're going to be getting their brand in front of the kind of people that... Because the people that are going to be going to those concerts are going to be people like my age, Nick's Mm -hmm. age, that grew up with that music and they have disposable income now. Yeah. And just getting that brand name in front of people that would never step foot in a dealership otherwise. (laughs) Where is this disposable income? (laughs) How old were you when you were... It's going to be be $211 a ticket. There's a $200 service fee. But I'm saying if if they've got the money to spend hundreds of right. dollars on yeah. Harley. I'm not saying they're right. I'm saying I see their logic. If right. Harley, aren't how the articles written about how we don't want to buy motorcycles? How our generation doesn't <laughs> want to do this? Doesn't want to be tied down? Doesn't have the money? We're afraid of things. Recession. That's what I'm saying. But you're toast. That's what I'm saying. Is, is, we're, we're you're willing you're to proving, pay for the experience. You're proving my point though, because go. that's why they're trying to get. You're not going to get new Harley customers by marketing to motorcyclists because. Millennial motorcyclists, quote unquote, don't exist. Nick and I don't exist. You're well, hearing silence right, right now. Well, you don't Harley's exist marketing for the retail market. <laughs> exactly. Harley, Harley's marketing department is thinking the kind of person that's going to pay the big the big dollars to go see the stadium megator, these yeah. three 
shitty, awful bands. Um, wow. I'm sorry, I didn't know. I didn't peg you for a Fallout Boy fan. <laughs> well, see, we <laughs> learn something new yeah, every week. We don't know. Anyhow, do you really think that the people that go see those bands are going to buy a Harley? No. But okay. I understand. I at least understand their logic. <laughs> I'll, I'll this. I don't think much. so. My point is, is in telling that story, is saying I don't think that Harley Davidson's marketing department is clever enough to convince Katy Perry to write a song that 13 million people are going to listen to. Because I don't think anyone in Milwaukee is going to sit there going, you know, who's going to save the brain? You know, who's going to write the motor? You know, who's going to write "Born to Be Wild" for the millennials? Right. Katy Perry. No, I. But I do. I think this just reeks of marketing department. I. To me. This is this is them completely stabbing at like oh Katy Perry's target audience. Yeah. I mean I'm sure they've got something money. to do with it, but I absolutely yeah. don't think it was their idea in the right. first place. And the bike she's on looks like a Maestro one twelve scale copy. No, this is pretty Davis funny and, because this yeah. is from a. I just pulled this is this up because I just wanted the byline Katy Perry. Carrie, I'm sorry, Katy Perry puts out for new single Harley's in nice. Hawaii. <laughs> um, like Katy Perry puts out for new single Harley's. But meanwhile, it's clearly a Photoshop hack job Where's of her. Though, he's a pilot, right? I mean, the whole thing is she's just luggage. Yeah, she's luggage at well, this point. So yeah, in the, in the video, that opening yeah, shot you see oh, down God. there, she actually did uh, get right. somebody to teach her how to ride a motorcycle, so she could ride a bike in the video. Hey, so well, if Katy Perry I can be doubt. turned into a motorcyclist, any millennial can become a motorcyclist as long it. as they sell millions of records and have a ton of money to spend on brand new Harleys. Well, the, the, move, the TV show, the documentary Sons of Anarchy, yes. is proof that any actor can <laughs> be trained how to ride a motorcycle. The, That's, I, so I tried to watch, I think I've told this story before, but I really tried to watch Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I tried, because right. at that time I had a lot of free time to watch TV shows, and I watched the pilot, and the yeah. pilot was interesting enough mm -hmm. that it got me excited to see, like, what's the story about mm -hmm. uh, the guy's dad, and, like, the history of that club, and the direction the club's going in, and then, like, the first actual episode after the pilot was, like, a complete 180 degrees, and was a parody of the pilot, and then I'm like, all right, well, I'll try sitting through episode two. They taught her how to ride that bike, didn't they, Cam? They taught her how to ride that bike for that picture. It's in the New York Times article that they, that she learned how to ride it. I don't think that's the, I don't think the New York Times was given this live feed of her sitting in Yeah, that's definitely a trailer. as a three-wheel trailer. Yeah, but I mean, like, even when they have... That is, seriously, she is... If it's not, like, a straight-up motorcycle documentary. Through, yeah. That's what they do when they film people driving cars in movies. They, pull them on, they put them on a trailer in yeah. a flatbed. So. Again, I, again, I have nothing to say other than clearly they trained her how to ride a Harley Davidson for that shot. And uh, At least she's wearing a helmet, which would be more than 99% yeah, of Harley true. owners. Yeah, yeah but later in the video, neither of them were wearing their helmets. Uh, yeah. And that upset me. See, well, staying true to the roots. So, so, Cam, you didn't make it to see Henry Rollins as the, the white supremacist biker guy in... in right. <laughs> In uh, Sons of Anarchy? No, I would have loved to have seen that. That though. was worth. I do have like a very love hate relationship with Henry Rollins, but like remember when he played the cop in um, the Chase with yep. Charlie Sheen? Oh yeah, and that's the funniest fucking part of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's I think that might have been my first exposure to like sarcastic parody as a I child. A Jackie. I'm gonna write a song about. Scooters in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually... I'm going to write a song called... <laughs> That's about as far as that one. I'm going to write a song <laughs> called The Vespa Mopeds Squirts. in West Akron. <laughs> yeah. I like the sound of that. I don't... Uh, but back to... Uh, Sage, can we uh, write a song called... 
mini bikes at Bruce's house. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write a song about Don't getting high. Try not to get shot. In the bottle of right. <laughs> that's that ambient noise our customers were looking for. Oh, it's damn called, Listeners, listeners. Oh, that's it's right. It's called trail hoppers in the infield. <laughs> this, is, this is like herding a herd of elephants with feet and beer bottles. Wrinkle that bag. <laughs> we need more crinkles, goddammit. Oh, wait. There goes, there goes sirens. Sirens went by and we didn't have a mic outside for it. quickly devolved into a shit show. For our, for our authentic neighborhood well, sound effects. So is that, is is that a brand new Harley Davidson? That's interesting. What? That, that. I had to listen to that song three times in a row. No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. But Can the point is, like, I've been to the whole, I've been to the Honolulu. Not great, not terrible. <laughs> So it's definitely dealership. marketing. Yeah. It's so you know. I'll I'll be honest with you. I bought Katy Perry's first album because uh, I was I think like. 19, Here's the sound of me not fucking out. surprised. I've seen her in or, concert or twice. <laughs> she's she's got she's got a really really nice rack, and uh, the CD was eight dollars at Walmart, and I'm like, You're I'll supporting. spend eight. I'll I'll yeah. support both of those. Mm. <laughs> I'm not into her. Four dollars per boob, according to Cameron. Her, her hair's back. Her hair's back. The third kit was the guy behind the CD. So so yeah. So that there's like she has. She's one of those people that has enough people behind her that she's going to do the broken <laughs> clock thing and have like one or two songs that are catchy. And this Harley in Hawaii thing is not one of those. Hey, time Didn't out just a second. Time out. <laughs> Steve is making a real killing on that pizza. Uh, just so you know, you right. notice how quiet he is. He is. He's. He's on his eighth piece of he's pizza. He's definitely over figured here. out a way to. Well, let's well, clarify I mean, which. No, we, we brought it. Absolutely. I mean, clearly, to, tonight's <laughs> podcast was. Note. To, tonight's podcast was all about. Well, how much pizza can we bring? Can we break the podcast with pizza? And you brought Taco Bell <laughs> shredded chicken mini quesadillas. Mm. That so is the that's hard. the breakfast of I really hate to admit it. Champions. But I could eat everything on that table. <laughs> oh, I could too. Right now. And I didn't oh, feel yeah. bad about it. Just no. like Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No. I've been there. I just uh, just a pure just carb slaughter. Myself. I'm waiting for other people to <laughs> yeah. get up and get a piece of pizza. Yeah. The song's myself. not like super annoying. Like think of like the most annoying pop song you've heard in the last year and this isn't definitely that. But I listened to it three times in a row, and then someone sent me. Or I, Are you still talking about the Hawaii thing? You can't get over. The, no, I'm saying somebody oh. sent me a Wasp song oh. right after that, oh, nice. and I immediately forgot about the Katy Perry song. I was like, you're listening to it, and you're like, this is going to be stuck in my head all yeah, fucking Wasp was like Blackie so, Lawless and they shit. They had real like, bikes in yeah. their videos. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, yeah there were yeah. some cool. So it's Fine Young Cannibals. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want Fine Young Cannibals, look up the song Good Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have that on your TV here. Yeah, it's we a should. real catchy tune. Yeah, good thing. And you should watch that video because that's what scooter culture looked like in the 80s to British people. Yeah. And they do it on a piece of like gorilla glass where the scooters are riding and the camera's underneath it so you can see the it's testicle pretty, side it's, view yeah, it's of good. all these bitching scooters. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's super a good video. That's back when they put effort in the music videos. They did. And it was also Fine Young Cannibals. So, you know, they had their moment in the sun and they earned it. The Tonight, we did want to bring up that there is the Bronx. Yeah, so so Harley, right? in addition to all this other like crazy, yeah. stupid shit they're doing, all the darts they're throwing at the dartboard to try to get young people to ride, they actually have done two things now at the same time that might actually bring new people over to the brand. And they are called the Bronx yeah. and the Pan America. Right. Uh, and, and we they talked are about the Pan America before. Laser focused at right. people like me. Maybe not necessarily people like us, because I see I'm getting the side eye from you. Like I do every fucking time I talk about Harley <laughs> Davidson. <laughs> no, I, I, or are you cleaning your tooth? <laughs> I was whittling them. He was whittling his teeth so, away. Wait, so, yeah. just, so this is a pro conversation or a, not a pro? No, this is a, this is. Let's just acknowledge the fact. Okay, that they're actually doing something right. That's an right. all new engine that they're coming right. out with okay, the yeah. Revolution Max, right, Phil? Yeah, 
it's and uh, it's a 975 cc in the Bronx and a 1250 cc oh, in the Pan America. Oh, that's special. Isn't so it's an all new engine family. I have looked at Sportsters on this line. No, yeah. and you and, and I again, think the Bronx is going to replace the Sportster because if you look at the 2020 lineup of the Sportster. The Sportster um, lineup is much smaller than it was in years past, which is the same thing they did to the Dyna a year or two before the Dyna got folded into the new software. But let's lineup. just talk real quick. I mean, we know that these are two different things. They're absolutely not cruisers. They're 100% not cruisers. They're absolutely, one is a sport touring bike or an adventure touring style bike. Yeah, and the other sexy. one is a street bike. The other one is, is very much a hooligan type bike or whatever you want to call it. So look now, up. 975 on the one, 1200 plus on the 1250, other. 1250, yeah. Okay, but what I have to say is, if you take a look at these, and you look at the motorcycles, and you see, it's a water-cooled motor. I mean, from the fucking ground up. There is nothing about this motor that has anything to do with Harley-Davidson Big Twins for the past 100 years. They're reasonably powerful for their size, too, aren't they? And As, as far as what's stated as that I horsepower. I am just going to skip a giant step. I would like somebody with the firepower of our podcast, with our listeners, thousands and thousands of listeners, misguided souls who have nothing better to do at work than listen to podcast after podcast. I would like anyone to find proof for me that this motorcycle or its comp component parts, especially that motor, is manufactured in the United States. Because I have a very, very strong suspicion that because this is a clean sheet motorcycle and it shares a lot of liquid-cooled traits with the 500 and the 750 Street India. that were both manufactured in India. India, that it seems far more likely to me that this engine... Now, I don't know how much of the motorcycle. I'm not even going to try to suggest. But just like we were talking about in a previous podcast... Not everything is built where people say it's built. I believe that this, I would not be surprised if somebody told me this powertrain and maybe this whole motorcycle didn't come out of India. Where are, uh, where are Groms built? Thailand, right? Thailand. No, no, I'm sorry. Groms are Chinese. Groms are Chinese. Groms are Chinese. Yeah, Groms okay. are Chinese. Cubs and, Cubs and uh, monkeys right. are Thailand. So, Thailand. So the, right. the Z125, my Kawasaki, is also built in Thailand? Right. First digit of the VIN is a J. Yeah, well, and again, and we've been pointing at Harley-Davidson's for ages. First digit of the VIN was a one that we know where the bike came from, and it wasn't America. Yeah. Yeah. I give you the Harley-Davidson Spritester. Yes, A exactly. V-twin-powered Grom. A Grom. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what they need to come up with. That's a, that's a <coughs> brilliant a short, idea. A, a shortster. I would it's love to still see a shortster. A shortster, which, again. 149 cc, so it can go on the highway. Yeah. Five-speed mm -hmm. transmission when all the other small ones have four, right. and get... As part of the development, get Corbin involved, get Vance and Hines involved. Mm -hmm. So right off the showroom floor, you can get your little Vance and Hines pea shooter exhaust. You can get your financed. big, comfy Corbin seat. Right. Exactly. Financed. Yeah, yeah. Your little mini saddlebags, your mini cruiser windshield. <laughs> I think it could be, because how many Groms and, and Z125s are they selling? Tons. As many it's as the they can. the only new right. motorcycle well, I've bought. For Groms, as many as they can. So and is this the new XB9 and Ulysses? Yeah, I think it yeah. is. And I think looking at this, and I applaud them for doing it because they are absolutely going after a totally different market than their normal guys. Yeah, that's a that's that's your Triumph customer. That's your Japanese that's naked nine. street fighter yeah. customer. And that's, right now, if I were Eric Buell... Customer. I was about to say, Eric Buell is yep. pissed right now. Wouldn't Eric Buell look at this and just be like, guys... 
What the fuck, man? I tried, what did I, I do tried wrong? To do this. I like Buell's front brakes better. That looks gross, but the yeah. radial mountain yeah. ones, mountain And ones, I think that this really is. When I look at that motor, though, I just tanks. don't see American. I just don't see a Milwaukee I see motor. An MV there. Magusta. It looks like yeah, I do an MV Magusta. Wow. Right, you're right. Yeah, it is a beautiful bike. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, I could see that. They keep that sportster, that weird sportstery tank gas tank design, and then they dragged so it across long. to the Panamera. It's like a suburban. That yeah. bike, I think it's a bad. And picture. it might not be any different proportionally than any motorcycle I'm used to looking mm-hmm. at, like the Euros and the. It looks the really Japs. bad. That it just angle. looks so long. Yeah, it, it looks, looks weird. Is, at that it, angle. is it just the line? The wheelbase does look to like be about nine feet long on the Panamera. And yeah. what's the weight? Did they come up with the weight? On I the don't know. And you know, in yeah. nineteen hundred, it's probably the. It would be a lie followed by the letters LBS. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the weight is, it would be a lot. Well, it would be the gas tank full of helium, the tires full so of helium. I think the key to yes. success on this, too, is going to be making sure Harley trains the dealerships to not yeah. do what they did with the Sportster, it's whereas the Sportster right. is hamstrung by, yeah. this is your starter Harley, yeah. this is not a Absolutely. real Harley, this is the Harley you buy until you can afford the big touring yeah. bike. Because mm-hmm. for somebody, like you said, you've been looking at Sportsters, you would never consider a fucking street glide. I'm not a Street Glide customer. I'm a Sportster customer. And next week, okay, we're going to do our EICMA wrap-up. So, you're so the we'll other way talk around. a lot more about a lot of the different bikes that were launched at EICMA. So that's going to happen oh, next week. But, yeah, uh, if, if the dealers Because there's so much happening. Yes. It, I'm sorry. So if the much. dealers don't fuck this up, this could be like... This could get new blood into the showroom in a way that nothing else they've done the last couple of years can. Young blood. There's reps on them. Yeah. I think they're <laughs> ugly. What's that? I think they're ugly. Oh. Um, I think that... Speak into the mic. I think that, I think they're ugly. <laughs> oh, I think oh, that the uh, I think that the Harley Davidson uh, looks not unlike uh, this. This it looks D- like a Himalaya. To me. It's a DFL VMAX. Yeah, and it does look like a Himalaya. It does have that. That would yeah. The Panamera has that kind of look to it. The engine looks really uh, soft. Hmm. Well, and you know, it's, like there's no edge to it. There's no like. Yeah, and that's like a. It's it's, like it's a very anti heart. Like even the knucklehead, which is like the the softest looking yeah. rocker covers out of all of them, still has like that kind of hard edge. This looks like all those jugs are Pillsbury like Doughboy croissants, like kind of smattered yeah. together in like a V fashion. It's, it's yeah, so and that's true. It does it does look <laughs> yeah. like it would have like a memory phone effect it, foam effect if you touch it. Look at the, the silvery bits there on the valve cover. It looks yeah. like like a stress ball or something. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not, saying, like, I'm not liking that part. At all. You would press into it and it would kind of hold its shape and slowly go back to it as it you belches. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's I, it is one of those things that you just you look at the motorcycle and there's definitely. Yes, you've got your V-twin there, and that is going to make a lot of people oh, really happy about that. Uh, the V-twin is going to be—it's going to get people into the showroom. Uh, there wow. were other V-twin motorcycles that existed before um, that were sport oh, hey. bikes. SC650. You know, uh, Suzuki VX800s. Yeah. If you can find one, they're a lot of fun to ride. <laughs> Man, it's one of those things that, you know. Harley Davidson is not the first person to put a V-twin in a sport bike, and there's been plenty of them. If you want to go back to like even something super crazy like an RC51, mm. if you don't value your, you know, mm. your mind, your life, or your testicles, ascots. Uh, yeah. Oh, mm. ascots. Oh, VT500s. I don't know how sporty I'd say that was, but yeah, right, exactly. That's, <laughs> for, for this people. is why we need a video feed because yeah. Macklefresh is like Mr. Honda. Just rolled his fucking eyes out of his Mr. head. Mr. Ascot. No, he's an FT. He's an FT guy. guy. Yeah. 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 I know, but your reaction to that was just—it was perfect. Yeah, well, that's we need not, a video I component. I agree with Phil. I wouldn't call a VT500 much of a sport. No, I spent a lot. I spent a whole lot of a day trying to make one wheelie. Yeah. And it is not going to. Oh, you got to no. be on a hill facing up. Yes, you have to be on a hill facing With up. The passenger. Right. 
<laughs> the really big bastard. killed it. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> that's that's exactly it. Okay. So yeah, that's one of those things that right. with these uh, with the Harley Davidsons coming out, and I'm glad that they're doing it because it fucking needs to happen. Uh, I'll be happy when they have a 10,000 RPM red line. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, that's what I need. And that is, ooh, if you're going to stick with gasoline-powered engines, Any it makes it more fun. Yeah. It does make it a lot more fun if you've got a red line. Because a lot of bikes that we ride, we take them out, and we're realizing, oh, fuck, the engineer designed this thing to get miles. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, wait, it, it will not rev past 4,200. You see this Why? fucking red line at 7,000 RPM, and you can't get anywhere just, close to it. I'm used to having a yeah. bike that will scream. A screamer. Okay. No, no, I just, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. And there's a lot to be said and for I a good it. screamer. I'm sure, you can make all your power happen at 5,600 RPM. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want that. That's, almost, I mean, that's like <laughs> I want it to happen everywhere, all that's the way not, to ten thousand yeah. RPM. That's not what I showed up for. All right. all I'm right. going to grab a hold of it and then hold it and then hold it some more yeah, before I shift. Because it's not a practical thing. It's an emotional fun Absolutely. machine. It's, it's like mm-hmm. a it's a motorcycle. Yeah, right. Well, well it'll rev out at like thirty six hundred. <laughs> what do you have a Yandor Ural. diesel in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Royal Enfield? Yeah. It's going to yeah. right. It's it literally. Why doesn't this motorcycle have a tack? Doesn't need one. Doesn't need one. Doesn't need one. Just listen. Yeah. Right. You, you don't need a tachometer for that. Feel you it. need a fucking sundial. That's been a new experience <laughs> for me this year is motorcycles that rev. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you, you got that Kawasaki. The big one and the little one. Right. The they little one rev. I can actually use all the revs. The big one I use, the, I use all the revs, and I'm going to jail. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that fun, though? <laughs> yeah. You can make friends. <laughs> a little yeah, bit of big uh, It's been... It's been a while since I rode a small displacement, high revving bike, and the other day I had to bring the R3 home from the house because I'd been letting Dr. Waters ride it. So she's been enjoying that all summer, but summer's over. So we got to move shit around and make room for you know vehicles where they need to be. And so I got to ride that in. And the second I left the house and got on Lake Road, and I did that, mm-hmm. what we all do. Dogs Fuck, grinding. man, I think I'm going to shift now. <laughs> and you look down, you're like, 32. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, shift. Uh, Same thing again. 48. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't bring this up because maybe yeah. everyone's forgotten by now, but when I bought that awful RX-50 at Mid-Ohio yeah. oh. in 2016, the best thing was just like riding down a gravel road yeah. with a... With you know, with moped tires and with seventy two hundred RPM, yeah. dude, like twelve thousand RPM. Oh, was that twelve thousand RPM? It was so it was literally a chainsaw. It was it was not fast at all. Yeah. But man, that was super cool. Right yeah. up until Sunday, was and that then, a two stroke? It's it's uh it's a um a YSR. It's a YSR train. Motor. So it's yeah, right. it's my god, man. It's a Lake County YSR. Oh, I bought a god. Samurai from this guy. Yeah, and we were talking motorcycles. Yeah. and he's like, you'll really like this bike. He pulls out this full size dirt bike. It had a derby motor in it. Oh, really? Oh, cool. He said that you couldn't get them in the United States. Yeah. He bought it off a clown who did, like, the the clowns were riding this. this I don't know. We just took a Rob Zombie term here, yeah, and I it's like, like it. It's hilarious. It was so hilarious. Wait, wait, a clown had a derby dirt bike? Yeah, he rode it in, like, a circus or something, and he did, like, the death-defying <laughs> shit with it. So he's, the, the guy was really cool, and he's like, take it for a ride. Okay. And he's like. But the power doesn't come out until 14,000. So it was RPM, a liquid cooled 50. And it revs out to like beyond 20,000 RPM. Oh my God. And it was, I'm like, it's so slow. I mean, yeah. it's a 50. Oh, yeah. 
but it's a full-size dirt bike. Oh, hell yeah. And it was great. Like, you, you didn't have anything. You hit 14,000, and it came on hard. I mean, for 50, <laughs> but it still came on hard, and it well, rode sure. up to, like, beyond yeah. 20,000 RPM. Yeah, and at that point, only dogs and, can hear you going by. we got to start right? hanging out on It was very cool, <laughs> and I've been looking for one since, and I yeah. you can't, it's the only one yeah. I've ever seen. It sounded anyway. like lightning a jumping jack and throwing it in the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and you just disappear. And all of a sudden, where'd Steve go? I don't fucking know, man. He was there a second ago. He phase shifted. It's like if you've ever driven really fast, like above 120 miles an hour in a car, you don't hear the car anymore. You just hear wind. No, you just hear wind. Yeah. yeah it's, my wife's saying, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> this isn't going to make you young again. I threw under the bus again. <laughs> you have your family just in the kidding. car. Yeah, just, you just, have your whole family in the car. What tell her the do? podcast was lost this week. It doesn't you, exist. You screwed up the recording. Yeah. Um, so you were talking about our cold weather and some things that have changed in your riding. Is well, it cold weather related? I don't know. I mean, my tires felt very soft and smushy mm-hmm. on, really? on the ride up. So I don't Did know. Did you what check? You oh yeah, tempted. Uh, <laughs> I have enough air in it, both of them. Yeah. Did you so switch over to nitrogen for winter? No. Oh well. Did the country switch over to? Fucking frigid, yeah. yeah. I mean, so you're so at the just, same, you're at the same PSI, yeah. But the tires feel weird, yeah. And I mean, do you store it outside? No, no. He's okay, got it in the garage. Well, I mean, the rubber, the, com- the rubber compound can change yeah. with wet, you know, temperature. Yeah, yeah. It can be hard, hard. hard. Right. Yeah, that's what the same. I like uh, any car or bike I've ridden. It's got like yeah. stickier tires on it. Turn, or maybe they turn into hockey pucks below forty degrees. You know what? Maybe it's not the tires are feeling squishy. Maybe they're not holding. Maybe it, because it's so cold, you've given up your grip. And what you're feeling is the bike moving around. Oh. Mm. Yeah, well. And if the bike's moving around, it's because you don't have any grip. I thought you were going to say, maybe I'm losing my grip. <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> no, you're never <laughs> Maybe you're a little squishy. You just got to back it in, man. No, I mean, because that is a thing. I mean, uh, cool I, tires. Yeah. I rode one the other day. I rode the KLR the other day, and it was only about 35 degrees out. And when I left the shop, I left in the same spirited fashion I usually do. And the back end on the Dunlop knobbies was not so happy about the situation. Mm-hmm. And it, it tried to pass me uh, because it's so cold, the tire just wouldn't hold the road. And so it just, and it, it just yawed out. And I did the same thing. I was like, what the fuck, man? So I was like, maybe there's no air in this fucking. I have a flat tire. Yeah, I have a flat tire. That's exactly what I thought was I have a flat tire. And I ride enough bikes that it's not like I could just remember, oh, that's the way this bike feels all the time. So I checked the air in the tire, and it was right where it should have been. I will say that just the the amount of rain, like, and I know we did have some, so maybe it's not as bad, but there was a point there where we didn't really have a lot of rain and everything. Yeah. And the roads seemed to be getting just like, eh. Dusty. Like a lot, you know, a lot of oil droplets, vapor and stuff, and then they get that thing where you need a good rain to kind of rinse it off Mm -hmm. and everything. I mean, I had I was coming out of my house in the Corvette, which yeah, and I I got on it, and all of a sudden brrr, it started drifting. I'm like, I know I stepped on it, and I know yeah. it's a Corvette and everything like that, but it really shouldn't have been at 30 mile an hour going sideways. Yeah, like, but the, again, cold tires, no grip, yeah, and that's the biggest thing. A lot thing. of stuff for that. I noticed it at work too, driving around. They understeer like crazy when I, yeah. before a good rain washes the road off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like a greasy. Yeah, real, I mean, it's just that Be thing. Careful. When we get into the colder months, you do have to drive it like a different bike. And we, we've we had two crashes. We have had two customers crash this week. Oh, geez. Yeah. Wow. And Everyone okay? Yeah, they're, they're both, physically they're okay. The one bike is pretty bad. Hmm. And uh, it's probably going to get written off. And Jeez. what it comes down to is in both of these cases, these were people that were trying to get their last ride of the year in. 
so they could put some fresh gas in it or run some gas out of it. Or it was both crashes were maintenance related. They were both like, I'm going to do this thing so I can put my bike up for the winter in a safer fashion or in a better fashion. And in both cases, it was absolute lack of traction. These were one vehicle accidents. It's just the guy in the ground, oh, man. It's low it, sides. It's just low sides, yeah. And it was low sides. And it was somebody that, one, the guy was taking a trip around his block, and he was trying to run the gas out of the bike. I want to tell you guys, unless you're riding a fucking Harley Davidson, it's going to take a whole lot of laps around a block to get to drain the gas out of your <laughs> gas tank. I idle for five minutes. <laughs> a, pint goes, a pint goes a long way. And uh, the guy had done like six or, six or eight laps of his neighborhood. and Somebody whipped a ball out at him or something? That's what I was going to joke. I was like, <laughs> you get distracted. You look in your neighbor's window and see something you shouldn't have seen. Uh, he's like, no. He goes, I, I came around the corner, and all of a sudden... I was on the ground. I was looking up at the bike. And that guy got away clean. The bike was minimal minimal damage. But the other guy, um, he was out riding the bike, and he gave a handful of front brake. And when he gave a handful of front brake, instead of the front tire gripping and doing all the beautiful things it does, the bike, he was leaned over a little bit, and the bike just fucking completely skated out from under him, and he low-sided into a high side. And so the bike low-sided, and he low-sided with it. And then when the bike caught and decided it was going to have a high side, he was like, I just let the bike go because I figured it was going somewhere I didn't want to be. <laughs> and he just ragged all And the bike just flew up in the air. And then, like, the headset exploded when it hit the ground. The handlebars exploded when it hit the ground. It's super proper fucked up. And But that was another guy who was just trying to put his bike away for the wintertime and ended up. Let that be a lesson to you. Well, put your bike away for the wintertime. Yeah, yeah. Either don't put your bike away for the wintertime. Uh, or let the professionals do it. We do. I mean, we do offer winter storage, but we're not going to try to push it too hard on you. We have learned that our customers that use winter storage, um, we went down to the boat dock the other day. I don't know if you guys saw the picture. I, st- I took a little Honda Acti, a um, little micro truck, and I took it down to uh, the Yacht Club. So I took it down to Edgewater Yacht Club. And after November 1st, it's really far, really hard to find any boat gas. Because they're all pretty much boarding their doors up. And Edgewater, those, they're, they're troopers. So I get down there and roll in. And, you know, it's a yacht club, so they want to ask for your membership or whatever. I'm like, I'm just here to buy gas. And the guy at the gate was like, yeah, just fucking go in. He goes, yeah, you're clearly not here to steal boats in that little tiny clown truck. And all the boats. So, yeah, I, I went in the back. And I usually I fill up like 35 or 40 gallons via, you know, five-gallon jerry cans or two-gallon jerry cans. And I'm back there, and I'm filling this up. And, of course, when you drive a little micro truck from Japan, you get the attention of all of the people that pump gas for a living or work on boats or whatever. And these guys all just came out of the woodwork. And, no, no, these weren't the, these weren't the money guys. These were the guys who take care of the money guys. Yeah. Now, I was on the wrong end of the economy there. The yeah. yeah, I was literally on the guys who pumped the diesel. Yeah, you're yeah. down at the pumps. Uh, I'm at the pumps, yeah. Nobody likes to hang out there. But it was fun to see all these guys come out, and I was like, well, you know, I'm buying gas for motorcycles. When we put bikes in for storage, we put good gas in them. And he's like, yeah. He goes, you know, we get a lot of guys who come down here with classic cars and do the same thing. And I, really? He's like, yeah, we have a lot of our Yacht Club members that have classic cars or old motorcycles and stuff, and they always come down and they buy their gas because it's 89 or 90 octane. There's no ethanol, and um, it's fantastic. And I thought, you know, that's that's really a good resource. I know that sometimes it can be really hard finding the ethanol-free gas. So it, I had a really pleasant experience going to Edgewater Yacht Club and buying the gas there, and it was, uh, I know people are going to ask, 
it was three dollars and thirty cents a gallon. Which is less than where I pay. That's cheap. Well, yeah, it is. It's cheaper than a lot of places that advertise ethanol-free gas. Yeah. And because they are selling quite a bit of it to these boat folks. I mean, boats burn through fucking gas, right? Yeah, I was pretty sure I bought... measuring it in hours. Yeah, I bought $120 worth of gas or something. And I'm sure it was their smallest sale of the day. They wouldn't take a credit card. We have a cash. That's exactly Yeah, and that's the thing. is, So I did learn that the boat dock tends to be a little less expensive than the than going into the pumps that say they're ethanol-free. So if you have a harbor or a... Um, uh, marina next year that's a good spot to buy your gas Clever. so yeah pretty cool and that was that was fucking cool pretty neat uh anybody else got anything cool or interest yeah me and uh me and uh mecklefresh over here went to the scoot and shoot last weekend oh you that's right i didn't go um I, i'll tell you the reason i didn't go go for it Teeth. It, it was cold. <laughs> I, I rode. To the, I was fighting. I was fighting a phase four headache from my fucking teeth, and I was not in the spirit to go stand out in the cold and shoot guns. Even though shooting guns is one of my favorite things in the world. It was two fire pits this year. One wow. fire pit at the down. Did at the you shooting. do a fire pit at the fucking line? Yeah, yeah, we, we did. Had to warm the beer. That's I, fantastic. I took over a yard thing, and we we had a fire pit at the shooting line. That's brilliant. Wow. Help out a lot. And if you get any misfires or don't, you know, spot, just, yeah, just make chuck it in the fire. sure yeah. when you're throwing your bo- empty boxes that they are, in fact, that they're empty. fully empty. <laughs> That's cool. Was the plinking pit full of water again? Oh, yeah, of course. That's fantastic. That adds a nautical element to the whole thing where you can, like, have targets floating in the water. That's Shooting high caliber weapons into standing water is threw fun. a big block of uh, styrofoam out there. Oh, yeah. So white styrofoam yeah. starts as a big block, and then it turns into snow. Then smaller, and then by the time, yes, it was floating snow. It's like playing it's asteroids. Game it really looked like you know, like the scene whenever uh, in Star Wars where they they go down the trash compactor yes. and they're floating and all that stuff. It's like oh, it's totally. so bad when you guys left the pit, the blinking pit. It was it's just, just a layer of dirty floating. foam floating on top of the water. And, and I learned a very important thing: yeah. um, if I could only have one motorcycle for the rest of my life. Yeah. It would be a CT70. Oh, really? I had really? so much fun on your CT70. That kind of works, you. more or less. But, like, it brings you back <laughs> to the... Compliment. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need a Cleveland Moto I, uh, shootout. I'm not going to lie. CT70 versus your trail hopper. Oh, that's oh, not even CT70 close. CT70 would win. Yeah, hands down. CT70s are kind of magical. It has so much torque. It's so much fun. And you just hit it and you're wheeling everywhere. No, they're the small tire. They're the folding handlebars. Oh, yeah. folding, folding handlebars. Yeah. yeah, mine is uh, 82, so it doesn't have any yeah. of the good fun stuff on it. But it doesn't matter. Because oh, it's yeah. a CT70. But it's mine. It's yours. So that's what makes yeah. it special. Right. <laughs> they don't all run as well as mine. But it, you know what? No, does that still have a 12 inch tube in it? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I put on it has new tires, okay. new tubes. Because I remember the one year we ended up with only two we could get was a twelve inch. She got eight inch rims, and we're like, "Fuck it, it'll fit." Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> as long as the valve stem comes out the hole, it'll as hold long air. It blows up. <laughs> but the smiles for mile that you get on that thing, mm-hmm. just going around, you feel like you're twelve again, right? And you're chasing. I was chasing his daughter and him. He's on. I, we were riding quad runner. Yeah. Yeah. I was riding Bruce's. Uh, what is that? It's a it's a Yamaha. It's basically the kind of a Yamaha CT ninety. But it's a 100c, so like a YG100 Trailmaster, oh, okay. yeah. and that's a two-stroke, and that's a lot of fun. Like yeah, I was, hell yeah. I was, and it, you know, but it's got a clutch and everything, yeah. and you know, it's nice to get back on a two-stroke a little bit, and a, and it's a rotary two-stroke, so it's kind of oh, got yeah. that. 
Yeah. You get that little bit of zing and then shift gears. It's, it's like, kind of neat. That's kind of neat. I mean, that's smoke in the yard up though. Between Piper's Quadrant <laughs> smoking bad and that thing smoking, it was just like, whoa. Didn't have any, you know, flint locks or percussion cap and ball no. shit that you could really smoke it up proper with on yeah. top of the two stroke. No, yeah. no, was... make just like make all the neighbors fucking just. Angry. Well, no, this one guy that was there was really making the neighbors probably not happy. I don't know what gun he was shooting, but yeah, it they had like... ARs and stuff. You know, yeah. you know my opinion on everybody. Somebody every year brings some piece of fucking field artillery or an antique tank weapon or a sniper rifle that has no business being. Yeah. At a range of less than 1,200 meters. And this dude shot like 2,975 rounds. <laughs> I mean, it was... <laughs> well, it wasn't even... You know, you know how normally, you know, yeah. we have a session. Okay. Yes. Shooting. We're going to shoot. So right. we go, and everybody right. shoots. And, and we shoot for 45 minutes an hour. Okay. Time Let's out. take a break. Let's go have a beer. To, right. No, it was just like... Oh, he just was on the clock. Pow, 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 And then, okay. We're talking, doing something. Right. In the middle of that. So he just was a lone gunman. And like, he spent yeah. five, that dude spent $500 plus dollars to oh, be I'm there. That he did, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I just, and, you know, me, I, to me, that's a little plinking pit. That's 22s yeah. and handguns and man. stuff. Yeah, yeah shotgun. Right. Maybe, a, you know, if you want a, a mag dump on your AR here and there, fine. But <laughs> it's not... <laughs> Just to please the kids. <laughs> Just to tickle. <laughs> yeah, I get it, but yeah. but it's not a right. you know it's a twenty five foot range. Oh, I love it. When like, I brought, you're shooting into basically an old foundation, as far exactly. As I yeah, tell. and I brought a couple of my things that I just wanted to bore sight. Yeah. So I, mean, I brought I brought a couple of rifles out that I had that all I wanted to do was just do a bore sight on them, and you know for that seventy five feet away is perfectly fine. You don't need anything else, but. The funny thing was when you're literally realizing that you're looking through four power optics, <laughs> firing a, you know, 2,000 plus feet per second round at a tin can that's 75 feet away. <laughs> and you're like, there's something wrong with this. I just wasted a $1.68 worth of bullet to kill a five cent returnable pop can if you live in Michigan. <laughs> is it still returnable when it's got a hole in it, like an extra hole in it, or two extra holes? I as guess. long as the aluminum's there, I suppose, right? Barcodes. The barcodes. Don't take out the barcode. Don't, don't hit the, don't the, the barcode. Leave the barcode. <laughs> but yes, it yeah. was brutally cold. I was the only one that stayed over with Bruce. Yeah, yeah. But we made a massive fire. He just had a tree cut down. So oh, good. Yeah, plenty of plenty of wood to slaughter. Better luck next year as far as attendance. Yeah, it was fucking cold. It was it was frightening. I did cold. try to get you out there. I was yeah, I was, was reaching working. out to people. Sunday well, I, it it I, I wasn't going to happen. I would have been there, but I worked across the street for a week and I couldn't see that address again. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I really really wanted to come. You out. had just I had, enough. I of did it. visit the week the year before. Yeah, mm-hmm. been it, out there. It was a hoot, yeah. and I actually considered bringing one of my kids and all that. Right. And, with the weather and being there for a week, I was trying yeah. At some to point, when we find a proper piece of property where we've got two or three hundred yards. You know, available. We will do a proper shoot and scoot. I mean, it's. I really like the shotgun shoot that we did. I out did. Of Grand River. That yeah, our shotgun shoot was, was exceptional. That was a lot of fun. We should do that again. Again, our podcast listeners love it when we talk about guns. Uh, they're oh. very. The guns are a very, very galvanizing topic around our around what our about, guns. What about a Harley Davidson? Yeah, on a Harley. Our guns and Harley Davidsons. I'm going to tell you if you had a problem with our podcast this week, <laughs> God damn it, guns and Harley Davidsons. Jesus Christ, that's the title. That is, <laughs> is it guns and Harley Davidsons. Mother great week to add that is the exactly Patreon. right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's not. But I mean, now. okay, so <laughs> but I'm out there with my 12 year old daughter, and, right? You know, we shot the 22 rifle. Yeah. And yeah. 
she was doing very well. In fact, yeah. she pointed out that she thought she was better than me, and <laughs> I let women her always do. I let her believe that, and you let them believe that. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't point out the fact that you're right. shooting a rifle and I'm shooting the pistol. Exactly. So, okay, yeah, yeah, you are very good. At Every me. smart husband in the history of smart husbands has always said their wife is a better shot than they are. But it warmed my heart because yeah. I was cleaning the guns for the first time in about two or three years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't have that self self cleaning ammo? Yeah, yeah, no, the non, yeah, whatever, non corrosive. You know, yeah. cleanse, so. If cleanse oil made bullets, you could just have buy a box of cleanse oil bullets, and at yeah. the end of the day, you just finished with those bullets. Yeah, yeah. They'd sell a lot of those. Yeah. You keep them in the freezer so they're frozen. <gasps> oh and my You shoot God. them out, and then it leaves a residue, and that yeah. melts in the gun. Right. Or, you know. It cleans the gun. It's the happiest mm. box of ammo you're ever going to shoot through. Yeah. It cleans the gun on its way out. Cops should make bullets. This is going to hoppies, yeah. yeah hoppies happy, bullets, yeah. cleanse oil bullets, whatever, yeah. But she was like, but then the next day when I was cleaning them, she was like, yeah, oh, we should go shooting more. I'd like to go shoot more. <gasps> oh, Your daughter so. said we should oh, go shooting awesome. more? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Wait for the next day. We might go on Sunday. We might, I think we're going to go to Sunday, though. Stonewall. Right on. Nice. That's awesome. Wow. Get her some of that hot indoor action. <laughs> you got to smell the pit, cat pissing onions sometime in your life. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it smell so bad in here? Oh, because all these men eat a lot of beef, sweetheart. Yeah, they don't have wives. <laughs> they live alone with their a lot cats. Of Braunschweiger being eaten. Gunpowder yeah. does smell so good. You have to. It does. It is fantastic. So it's one of those things you're just like, yeah. You spend a lot of time at the range, and you come home, and you get in the car, and you kind of smell it still. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. Guess, I think they need a really little like, tree, a gunpowder gun little tree. <laughs> Every time you get pulled over, it's the SWAT team. <laughs> well, she's going to be stoked about the targets, you know, because you can, you know, they're they're on strings. Yeah. You can run them down. Yeah. You got the motorized targets. Oh, that's a whole. Yeah, that's a blast. That's that's a the zombie you feel like you're big time, like like you're undercover cops at the range because you yeah. got the target. You get the when you when you're a kid. I mean, I grew up. We didn't have access to a, a good indoor range where you had to spend money to be there. The uh, we did all of our shooting out of doors, and that's why the kids all got to learn how to ride mini bikes and shit because some of those targets are you know pretty far away, and Dad's not going to get up and change those fucking things. You become <laughs> real handy with a staple gun. My dad yeah. would send me a hundred yard. You go, okay, down to go, go change right. the target. Just, just stand over that way. Oh, get the <laughs> fuck! <laughs> I love it how you're giving the kid who's not strong enough to operate the staple gun the job of running out 250 yeah. meters to change targets. Yeah, so I have to run down and check the targets. Yeah. I go over, lay down on the ground. What the oh. shit? Now, oh, now that's he a said little. a few rounds into. It. Go ahead, check it. <laughs> no, that's no a That's bad. That's Man, memories. I gotta tell you. That's the NRA. If you're lucky. Have you ever seen the adoption papers? <laughs> oh, my God, man. You don't have to bother coming back. Just, just go get over that way. Jesus my Christ. God. I'm a great dad. Do, do you think that you want to? Does your daughter want to shoot like a real like 70s? Like no, she wants to shoot a 22. Oh, okay. a pink one. No, it's black. I've got a I've got a pink uh, Red Rider BB gun, uh, pink Daisy, and I will tell you, hand to God, the pink ones shoot better. I think. I've heard I think that from it, multiple people. I think at the Daisy Factory, they put, a butter they put match barrels on all the pink ones just to fuck with everyone else. And <laughs> we've been through a box of them. I mean, we've been through a, a gaggle of BB guns because that's one of the things we do at rallies is everyone just kind of, you know, oh, fuck it, man. We're hanging out. Bust out the BB guns. There's no shortage of targets. We're making them, right? Right. And guys will bring out, you know, string and cross members and stuff, and we'll hang pop cans like nobody's business, and we'll have set up ranges. And I'm going to say at this point, we're very close to a scientific study that proves that pink daisies are fucking more accurate than any other daisy, including relatively expensive multi-pump BB guns. I think that 
there's somebody at the factory who's got like, oh, it's a pink one, match barrel. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, the whole scenario you just described with the scooter rally yeah. and the Daisy BB guns, I think, unless you've already figured this out, somewhere in there is a yeah. way to effectively utilize those Vespa front racks <laughs> that nobody wants, <laughs> that everybody has one. The case of beer rack. Yeah. Yeah. It's the case of beer rack like in the I've front of a Vespa. A, I've never owned a vintage Vespa, but I think I have one of those. Oh, no, there's, the yeah, there's a hundred of them in this room with us. I don't think you're allowed to be on the podcast unless right. you have one. I, the, I have an old Honda scab- line rear rack, I'm sorry. You What's that? Go home that rifle scabbard for uh, yeah. that CT-110, yeah. right? I still, oh. I, when I sold cool. my first CT-110, hmm. I did, I acquired right before that the actual Honda rifle scabbard. Wow. So Man. it's right out of the Honda line. It says Honda line on the side of it. And it's a rifle scabbard for the front fork of the CT-110. It was very cool. It's very fucking cool. Don't you, uh, don't yeah. you have one, too, for your um, MT-500? No, I don't. And we're actually, that's been a long-time quest, because when I bought my MT-500, right. it's the Harley-Davidson Armstrong uh, military prototype motorcycle that didn't get built because <coughs> Harley cheated. The, uh, it came with a rifle scabbard designed for the firearm of the future, that never got produced for a bullpup design uh, squat or troop troop weapon. Was that the plasma rifle in the 61 no, range? No, it wasn't the plasma or the one with the triangle bullets. The uh, oh, wow. uh, triangle charge. So no, yes, exactly. It. No, it was it was uh, like something like a stair aug or something, yeah. And you out here, Kevin? I'm out of here. Cheers, man. I'm tired. Hey, and uh, we're getting a dumpster from dumpster.com here shortly. Yeah. Oh, thanks for the plug. Yeah, Ooh. because... Because we're getting a new roof put on the building, so oh, they said a, skylights. No, just a, just one that doesn't just, leak. Just a funnel. Oh. We're just going to try to keep the water outside of the building. You know, we like the idea of a water feature and all, but not ball. just in random locations. <laughs> yeah. Does Dumpster.com do uh, dump trailers? Drop a dump trailer, leave it there for a while. No, we'll drop a dumpster and leave. They'll it drop a, a tw- you know twelve yard or something. Yeah. Yeah. 10, 20, 30, 40. Right. Ten, twenty, thirty. What's 40, the cheapest yeah. dumpster? Ten. Ten. Mm. Well, okay, that's also very what I mean smart is, alecky, but uh, what is the price of a, the cheapest dumpster? Um, offhand, I don't know. Uh, I'd say tens, probably like two seventy nine or three twenty. Yeah, that's okay. about where we are. Yeah, that's what we got quoted for the for the one that we're yeah. that we're doing. And depends and, what trash you're moving and how long can you leave it. Uh, standard rentals ten days. This is really good, guys. Hey, no, that's hey, look, man. I'm in the business. I'm curious. What's the phone number? Right. Like, um, <laughs> Dumpsters.com. Pretty, pretty much. Right. Dumpsters.com. Anywhere you'll find that. will pull up. Well, Kevin's been there. So you've been there for over three years now, right? No, no, no. This is a new gig. This is a year and a half. Oh, this is a year and a half? Yeah. Okay. I, I it's went quickly, long. though. My yeah. goodness. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. When Kevin was like, yeah, I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to this job. Really? What you doing? Um, dumpsters. I was like. Wow, you know, uh, <laughs> that's, trash. that's a waste of fucking talent right there. Yeah, well, and it turns out you're having a blast. I'm having a blast. Yeah. yeah, it's been. We just talked about this today. We're shooting for twenty thousand services this year. Wow, a hundred percent increase from last year, and yeah. twenty trucks now. It's it's been quite a fun adventure. Yeah, it, it really is, and that's and he gets to drive some really fun equipment. So like really yeah. big trucks, really big trucks, oh, really big man. trucks. Yeah, they're so. blast. 
Yeah. Hence the understeer. understeer. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking, it's not. That's something I thought it. <laughs> I keep turning the I keep turning the wheel, but the truck's not so turning. Like eighteen tons behind your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very scary experience. Well, thanks for coming out, Kevin. Yeah, that was right. It was good seeing everyone. Yeah. Good crowd. And Thank I'm God. curious to hear the sound. So yeah, I'll be up on it real quick. Historically, they've been wonderful. It, it, yeah. it, it, this time it's going to be interesting because it's like a thousand people. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, oh it is yeah. herding cats yeah. at this point. Yeah. Shared mics and all that, but. And the last one we dropped, we dropped it out, and we kind of recorded it at one level, and I kept, I, I nudged it up and up and up and up through my system, through what we have here in the laptop for the shop, and I kept nudging it up, like 30% at a crack. And so what the public ended up hearing was something that had been, you know, adjusted three or four times. Right. And so this time we're not going to do that. Isn't so, Kanye doing that with his new album? Yes, now? I yeah, believe no, so, yeah. Continuously Making it louder. OK Go did that. So there's a band called OK Go, and they intentionally recorded their songs to sound like your speakers were fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, listen to any OK Go song, and you'll know exactly what Is I'm talking about. You, yes, it was. Yeah. They also yeah. shot an entire video in 13 seconds yes. at like 10,000 frames a second yeah. and slowed it down to the full speed. To somehow functional. timed. Uh, yeah. Okay, go. Those yeah. are some fucking high-powered nerds right there. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those no really are. mentioned the treadmills. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. that's how, yeah. that's how they became a really super about, about that I got to about film. knowing what the inside of a locker looks like out through the louvers. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I got to film Okay Go at Case Western. They played Case Western um, about five years ago at yeah. their like, grand opening, and I got to do aerials and oh, shoot all fantastic. this stuff. And then it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's nerd rock. It's what we like. They're, they're yeah. cool, but I do get yeah. the impression that like they would get like beaten up by like they might be giants. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just got your ass handed to you, but they might be giants. So, that's, that's such a mean thing to say because I like both bands. Moby's waiting in the back with like <laughs> fucking like, sap gloves I heard on, you the black son of a bitch. Billy clubs. Right, so exactly. a few I'm minutes ago, a few minutes ago, somebody mentioned a motorcycle. Yeah. So I thought maybe we could talk about motorcycles. We again. should talk about motorcycles again. Yeah. Um, I, I, did any of you guys bike? see the Kimco electric bike that goes 212 kilometers yeah. an hour? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. And this is that. This is going to be a big part of our report back from Eichmann next week. Uh, is when we were at the AIM Expo, I was shocked at how many electric motorcycles were there. And not just how many electric motorcycles were there, but at how many electric bicycles were there. Mm-hmm. And the other day, Renee and I were leaving the shop. We were heading down to have dinner. And this, uh, this gentleman's riding the, what I can best describe as being a moped with some pieces missing along the road here, along you know, Lorraine Road. Like it's losing pieces as he's riding? No, no, no. Or no, already, no, just already there, lost them? There just wasn't enough of it there to be going as fast as it was. Okay. And that, the reason for that is it was, uh, it was an electric bike. Ooh. And uh, what kills me is how fast it went. And I was really not prepared for how quickly this goddamn thing got down the road. And so he was in the curb lane running nothing resembling a license plate. <laughs> and meanwhile, I was watching the speedometer as we didn't catch him. And he was exceeding 40, 50 miles per hour, no fucking problem. Oh, wow. Yeah, that looks like that looks like a like a 70s CB750 cafe racer project, quote-unquote, on Craigslist. That they didn't have a motor. Yeah. That they, that it just, they, they left halfway finished, and then they're yeah. selling it like that. But it's that's cool. an entire motorcycle. Kind yeah, of. it's a moped is what it is. And uh, it's a moped without the motor. And to get around a lot of legal issues, they're made in San Francisco, and those pedals mm-hmm. and that crank set 
do actually operate the rear wheel. Four miles an hour cranking that thing. Well, it can go... 6,000 watts. I'm saying with the pedals. Look at those gear ratios. Yeah, the gear ratio is insane. (laughs) Um, Watching him pedal it when he was going over 35 miles an hour to give himself (laughs) more power. Yes. I couldn't see his legs. (laughs) His legs had gone plaid. Uh, but he was moving along, and it turns out these things will go six zero miles per hour. Uh, Sixty. Well, is that seventy-two oh, volt, six thousand watts? Yes, it is. Oh my God! It's that's, say, that's, that's kind ridiculous. of ridiculous. And there's wood on it. Right, there's wood. And you can have one in two weeks. So, Max. I mean, like most of the electric bikes you see out there, are in yeah. like the thirty-three hundred fifty watt. Yeah. Maybe my brother was saying, "No, I want to get a 750, 1000 yeah. watt bike because he's a fat ass like me." Mm-hmm. Huh. But 6,000 watts? Yeah, nice. 6,000 watts. Oh, did you actually put stats on it? Yeah. <clears throat> 75 miles at that speed or no? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. 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 It'll, it has three speed modes, eco, 20 miles per hour, normal, 30 miles per hour, which I would call sane, and then spurt, which is unlimited. <laughs> it's good for three well, seconds. a good name for the Harley minibike. <laughs> like spurt. The spurt. The spurt. I like that. <laughs> it, uh, it, it does have um, it does have much better tires than any moped I've seen. It does. Mm-hmm. It look, they don't look like bicycle tires. They look well, like smaller versions of real tires. Maybe some downhill bikes. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Oh, look at that. It's like a Kendo thing. They have a, and so for the spurt, Ooh. they have a dirt kit. <sighs> so you can have spurt or dirt. Um, now, the dirt uh, kit. We have both? If you have a dirt spurt, you need to you go to dirt the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Is it quack? I've had a few dirt spurts. Um, I love how they say it's two-stroke power band fast. Uh, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, no. That is not false advertising. <laughs> no, I believe you. When the light went green, gone. this chubby fucker was gone. Oh. I mean, we were in a Honda Fit, and I yelled at Renee, stab it. Don't let him get away. This is ideal. And that fucking... Noped, or in this case, it is a moped. Did not, did not let us catch up. He just gave you the finger, and there he went. Huh? Okay, so when we pulled up to the light, ooh, disc brakes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. there's discs all over this around. thing. So when we pulled up to the light, I rolled my window down, and the kids like, it's chilly. I mean, it was cold out, and so the kids, you know, he kind of bundled up. He might have been 160 pounds under there, but I don't think so. <laughs> and so this thing was working for a living, and I looked over, and I was like. Dude, that bike is fast. He said, yeah, yeah, it's fast. And I said, yeah, it's fast. And I'm like, what is it? It's called an Onyx. Okay. They're real limited. They're, 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 they only build a few of them. Okay, great. They come from San Francisco. Wow. The pedals work? Yeah, the pedals work, man. So it's a moped. Great. Cool. They call it a cafe racer, whatever that is. <laughs> Nicely played, sir. And when he said that, Renee and I looked at each other and went, Oh, we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna trot that one out from time to time. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> that is, whatever that is. So, if you want to know who's buying what, this young gentleman—I mean, I'm gonna say he's probably in his early twenties or mid twenties—managed to find uh, you know something along that's the lines $4, of four thousand dollars to have this thing shipped in from San Francisco. Oh, but that's nothing in the electric bike race. And he doesn't right? know what Cafe Racer is. Like, he doesn't know what a Cafe he's Racer is. It's got a cool brace on the fork. If you look at the Trek, yeah. Mountain bikes, yeah. they go well over ten thousand. Oh, the, they yeah, the Piaggio though. mountain bikes are over four grand, over five grand, and they don't give uh, you anything resembling this kind of. Thing. But hey, there's traditional, there's non-electric bikes selling. Right. You know, ask James that the foofery you can buy oh, on the high end. I, mean, I had a Specialized motor. that was almost four grand, yeah. and it had no motor. Me, <laughs> 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 exactly. what's the range on this machine? Uh, 
Since well, they say mode. 75 miles if you're in eco 20 mile per hour mode. Uh, I'm sure in, you know, spurting. tape your nuts to the wall mode, you're going to get about 12 miles. You know how it is but with spurting. You don't get very far. With spurting, but exactly. You're fun. Yeah. Unless you're Peter North. Right. <laughs> hey. The battery. I like the way they, they put all the prices right there. The battery's going to say that. I love that headlight fairing. $1,000. Oh. So you but, get two of those. Okay, that's cool. Well, you know what's funny about this is, I work in this industry, <laughs> and that fairing is good value for money. Yeah, right? Bucks, yeah. That's what it costs that's me to buy it from the Parts Unlimited catalog. That, yeah, that makes me kind of rethink what it would take to like make a, change the headlight on the Z125 the and make a baby Z-Rax. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Fender's sold out. What's yeah, well, I, I've no. never even heard of it, and it's that, sold out. That, <laughs> well, that's, and that is <laughs> they the They had thing three is, of them. <laughs> all four of them together. They did say that this is... You know, they say zero to thirty miles per hour in four seconds, and I can absolutely guarantee that it it's does true. that. Yeah. It, okay. it does that. There's no doubt about it. They do say it's seventy-five miles at twenty miles per hour. So keep that Fair. in mind. You know, you, we all know the way you're going to use this shit. This is a fifteen thousand RPM vehicle that would last right. all weekend and then some at Mid Ohio. At Mid Ohio, probably would. You know, one of the things I found. We're going to ride it to work. We're going to plug it in. We're going to ride home. We're going to plug it in. Right on. Yeah. Was that the uh, the Kimco that you had posted had a Five or six speed gearbox. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to be shifting the gear. I mean, well, you know, I'm used to the electric bikes. You just twist and go. That's right. Kimco said they they had an article about it, and they said that they wanted to maintain the motorcycle experience, yep. even mm. though it was an electric bike. That's so right. is it going to have a clutch? Yes. So it's how's a clutch? So you're going to go. No, that that rev's higher than ten thousand. Yeah, there you go. You're in. <laughs> yep. That'd be fun. So what's the advantage? Is there a, I mean, you, there a you can definitely do wheelies. Mechanical advantage? To you that? can do burnouts. No, it's purely, it's purely spiritual. Yeah, yeah it's purely spiritual. Okay. And that was what it was with the Altus. That's what it was with Brahma when they did it. They're not the unique thing. Okay. It's just the reason it has a clutch, the reason it has gears, is because your brain wants it to be there. And for a lot of people that we encounter here at the shop, the first thing to do when they sit on the zero is you see them reach out for that phantom mm-hmm. clutch lever, right? <laughs> Right. And so the point is you're either going to change the customer or adapt the bike. Or you're going to change the bike, yeah. right? right? So you change the customer by training them into understanding why you only need one gear when you've got all the fucking torque and plant, right? You don't need 15-speed gearbox. You don't need a 200 RPM window for the sweet spot when you've got a window that's literally 10,000 RPM, yeah. right? So with the Kimco, I don't, I mean, again, six-speed, that's purely so that they have something to replace occasionally, so your maintenance costs go up? <laughs> Some back-end product. Extra weight? Yeah. A little extra weight. Little How about a 20% loss of power by the right. time the tire... That's what the, I'm thinking. Um, right, because right. that's, that's what gearboxes well, that's, do. That's what I was thinking. That you, with the electric bikes, I just hear all this efficiency stuff, and they're always maximizing, yeah. and then you throw back a clutch. this gearbox. Right. And this, right. I, just, there, I was just looking at a mountain bike mm-hmm. article about gearboxes on mountain bikes, yeah. and they're doing all this stuff, and there's a company that just came out with a new Shimano. Yeah. Um, is trying to do a gearbox, but it's like it's supposed to be ultra efficient and blah blah blah. But even at that, they're still giving up. It's right. just like putting a shaft drive on a bike. Absolutely. So why don't they have a CVT on a bike? Interesting. Hmm? I mean, a bicycle. I mean, why couldn't you have a? CVT? You could. And there have been belt drive bicycles. There have been bicycles that used something like a cone uh, in a drivetrain. But really, the problem is getting the human being to spin at fifty-two hundred RPM. That is a dr- yeah. <laughs> and that's a real problem. <laughs> but you know? an electric bike. That yeah. solves the problem. It does, yeah. Mm. Um, the interesting, what I like is um, they have some modes. Mode one, which is poised, which is in case you wet your pants. <laughs> uh, no, poised allows the riders to glide through the neighborhood quietly. Assertive, which displays the rider's inner strength with power and civility. Oh, my God. Bold, which gives riders immense might for occasional spirited riding. 
and extreme, which screams out the passion hidden within the rider's heart. Yeah. Now, that is the definition of Taiwanese <laughs> copy. Wow. Yeah, yeah that is really, uh, it's an active acoustic motor. The motor is designed with a multi-frequency acoustics generator. Playing card in the spokes. Uh, well, yeah. that's, that's an interesting idea because if you think about it, a motor is a bunch of coils, so it's, yes. it's a speaker. It is essentially that is so, correct. <laughs> I, I've never thought of that. That's, that's cool. It save room. Pizza, 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 pizza. Speaker wire, so yes. it'll play. Yeah, yeah, right. That's that is absolutely true. Wow. So the interesting thing about this one, you know, again, it is another electric motorcycle. So that is, you know, helping us to acknowledge that yes. One more motorcycle company, one more product, one more thing that comes out that's electric is moving us further and further away from an internal combustion society. So it is the future. And uh, I'm that's, convinced, though, that electrics yeah. and the green movement is to enslave the people. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, dare you? Way to take something fun and just fuck it all up. No, no, I'm just not, I mean, my theory right. is. is yeah. that, so they're giving you a range of 100 miles. I mean, well, right. with like an electric bike or right. whatever. Yeah. They're giving you a range of 100 miles. You can't run miles. out to Canada when you only have a range of 120 miles. Right. So, and what are you going to do? You're going to be staying in town. Right. So they could starve you out like it's, the It's serious thing is you've got an electronic so, umbilical cord. Right. So if you get a boat and you can fish. Or they'll be able to shut it up. Right. You know, with a, the you know, police three. won't have to <laughs> chase you anymore. They're they'll just, use the presidential alert system to shut off all of your electric vehicles. Yes, or the EMP, exactly. Mm -hmm. You won't need to have an EMP because you can just like press one big button in the White House <laughs> and make everything stop. There's an app for that. There's an app. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but as much as I like electric vehicles, yeah. I think that internal combustion engines give you more freedom. Of course it does. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can distill your own power. Right. I'm sorry, refine your own power. And a right. diesel's even better because you can just squeeze some beans someplace and... Dump it in your tank. Speaking of squeezing beans, giddy up. Yeah. My daughter and I had the discussion this morning um, about squeezing she was beans. like squeezing I, beans. I was watching an interview about they were talking about self-driving cars and how someday people wouldn't be allowed to even drive their own right. cars. Yeah. And I looked at her and I said, I will never let that happen. My cold yeah. dead You hands will be driving learn. my Corvette. <laughs> Long in New Jersey, you're not allowed to pump your own goddamn gas. It was like, <clears> well, that happened in what was it, Oregon. Oregon people were freaking out when the law changed, yeah. saying that like it was dangerous and they were going to catch fire. It's yeah. like, so you're stupider than everyone else in the other, you know, 40... I Eight states or whatever. Almost, We've proven that I have never set myself on fire pumping gas. I've even been on my phone and pumped gas, yeah. and I didn't burst into flames. <laughs> if you want to turn me into a terrorist, try to pass them all like that. <clears throat> yeah, been in exactly. The driver set himself on fire pumping gas. Yeah, yeah. He had the car running. He pumped gas. He got it all over his foot. Yeah. He. He, and he had his pipes cut off underneath the car. Oh, really? And he rubbed it, and oh, he just went through oh, something. You know, and his leg was on fire, and he's oh, like, oh, man. Smart. Do you even stand That's not, yeah, that's not It was great. a Vega. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Vega. Oh, God. It was. It was a, a Cosworth Vega. Oh, oh, wow. Had it been a Pinto. I hope it didn't burn. Yeah. Is he yeah. okay? I mean, is the car okay? I think car, put a him. I mean, let's get our priorities straight. He might have had a 327. Oh, so we cut up a Cosworth Vega to put a V8 in? Yep. And not just a regular Vega? Ta-da. Man, I hope he cut fire. I, I hope he... I'm glad he caught fire. I'm glad, <laughs> tell your, tell your idiot friend I'm glad he caught yeah, fire. Both feet. Just my, I don't know. What, what do you call your grandfather's nephew? <clears throat> your uncle? Ed. Asshole. The <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he's a lady. 
V8 Vegas are cool. Cosworth Vegas are cool. V8 Cosworth Vegas are not cool. Oh, I well, like Cosworth Vegas. You're not. You're not. You speak crying to the. Going back, going back <laughs> to the, uh, Run that by me one more time. I'm tired there, bro. Yeah. I will. I've been up since 2 o'clock in the morning, okay? Yeah. And, you, and you rode in negative 12 degree weather to get here. That's the only reason I was still awake Buck when I got naked. here. That's why you Backwards. Uphill both ways. Got the potato in his pocket. Alright, guys. Yeah. Self-driving car. I saw a video of a... It was a like a drone video yeah. of a Tesla using that summon mode to back out of a parking yes. space. And it was having an awful time. Oh, really? Yeah. It was the slightest, like if a car starts, is like sure. 100 yards away, it right. freaks out. It really? does not know how to handle that situation. I think the, the issue with that is in a parking lot, it needs to be able to, you know, just have an intuition of right. who has the right of way or okay. yeah. stuff like that. And the scary thing about that video is that's what every Tesla mm. is experiencing on any road, oh, not just it? trying to back out of a parking right. space. It, oh, in self-driving mode. Backwards in self-driving yeah. mode. No, it's, it's making thousands. It's using of the same sensors. It's using second. the same yeah. logic, and it doesn't know what to do with so it unless it has clear signs. And so I think as motorcyclists, <laughs> that's a very scary thing. Yeah, it just needs a new well, road. Well, that, that was part of the conversation <laughs> I have with my daughter. Is <laughs> that's the people who have the smart drive, self-driving cars, aren't going to want people out there because other non-self-driving cars aren't going to play by the rules. Exactly. So everybody who's a, a regular driver, you, me, everybody, we're going to be like, oh, self-driver, fuck that, pass them. All you have to do is cut them off, and they'll. Hit the brakes, and yeah. you, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. You'll yeah. know all the hacks. You and can all the, swerve into a self-driving car and, it'll and be ruin like, their day. And you'll be commuting right. to work, and all the self-driving cars will be relegated to the left lane, stuck in a traffic jam because all the everybody who's driving is just like, <laughs> you know, like. I mess with them all the time on my motorcycle. The ones that have lane assist, oh, lane assist. You just oh, get God. right up next to them. You put your <laughs> you put your wheel next to that sensor and. It, Pushes them over. It pushes the car over. So you just go over. <laughs> I haven't tried that. You can walk them over into yeah. any lane you want. True. Seriously. See, I swear to God. I'm riding my African twin back from New York, yeah. and this guy, and I don't know what it was, a Prius or something, is riding right next to me, and sure. that's why I noticed it, because yeah. I, I was I was riding in the left-hand side of the lane, and his yeah. car starts moving over. And then he was he then it tries to correct on the other side, because he's hitting the lane marker, so he wants to drive it back, but I'm already there, so he can't get back over. <laughs> So then I slow down and he comes back over and I get back up next to him and I ride him over again. And then I'm like, so I'm playing with this car on my motorcycle. It's a blast. So what's the driver doing when all this is happening, though? Well, he was texting or doing something. That's why I was doing it to him. Ordering an Uber. And so if you go in front of him, so now that they have a solution for somebody camping out in the left lane, cruise control. You go, if you. Pull in, okay, so they're driving along. Right. You pull up right next to them, right. and you cut right in front of them, yeah. and you just take right. your hand off the gas. Right. That car goes, yeah. It hits the brakes, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> awesome. yeah. It's, it's just so wow. much fun to fuck with those Up people. on the screen so, right now for uh, our podcast Windows, listeners uh, at home, I've got <clears> the video pulled up of the BMW uh, GS that is a self-driving motorcycle. Uh, of course, so, BMW. Of course, all you have to do if you want to see this is YouTube uh, BMW self-driving motorcycle. That guy looks like a Minecraft person. It does. He's, <laughs> he is, that dude has Perfectly an incredibly square, square head. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, that dude is German. But it is so strange to see a completely disembodied motorcycle. I mean, this is a ghost motorcycle driving around. It's stopping. It's got the side stand down. So it's a little servo motor to put the side stand? It puts the side stand down and parks on the side stand just the way it's supposed to. Yeah, I was going to say what a joy this is for short drivers to be able to ride a GS. Uh, That's exactly it. I could buy a KTM 1290. They have a boat ladder on the right. side so they can <laughs> climb on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, why? Wow. Why the fuck would you want this on a motorcycle, though? Well, this is the point. Is I mean, the whole idea is that we are making up for the inadequacies of our driver's training by having this system that says no matter how inept the pilot is, the motorcycle will survive. Um, the motorcycle at some point will make an active decision that you are more of a detriment to its safety. <laughs> And will eject you from the vehicle so it can make it home. Open the pannier doors, hell. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the funny part is, is the Traxxas RC company is laughing at BMW saying, dude, we made this like 10 years ago. Yeah, they right? did. You're right. Yeah. You're yeah. absolutely right. right. That's terrifying. Honda has one that follows your dongle around. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's why you know you got to try to keep your dongle Wasn't in your that pants. Their, their, their yeah. commercial where they had yeah. the bike where you just open the door and it goes it wa- goes in the house like a good doggy. Like a good doggy. <laughs> that's exactly it. And I mean that is one of those. Leaked oil on the floor. I mean it's good for drunk mode. I mean, <laughs> and again that's 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 probably the best thing ever is just. You get on the bike. Don't even put your hands lives. on the bars. It's going gonna, it's gonna to save a lot of people's lives. Yeah, totally. It will. Make bad decisions. It, so. it, it will. And that's what the whole idea is. You, wow. see, the, you see the Boston Dynamics videos? The, Boston, oh, yeah. the stupid oh, yeah. Boston. I just, I want to, all those fucking bug men, I just want to fucking shove them in lockers. <laughs> like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> this, this Are you? Morning. But then, on the other hand, I go to, like, Giant Eagle, and they have, like, the inventory robot yep. that makes yeah. the really, like, dystopian beeping sound. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it it went in front of me, and I was I was looking at tuna fish packets, and this motherfucking robot goes in front of me, and I'm like, I was looking at that, and the robot's like, <laughs> and it does that every few did seconds. Did you say that to it? <clears throat> yeah, I did. I yelled at the robot. Because what the fuck is a robot going to do? He ain't going to do shit. He doesn't even have arms. It's not trained to respond to arms. You better be careful. You jack that fucker, and he'll hit the ground, <laughs> be in a jump back pack. up, and so, whoop your ass. All I know is you're going to lose all your fucking fuel perks. Right. That's just <laughs> and now tell you what, worst, you want to punish somebody, g- take away your fuel your The worst gas dollars. you can buy. So, <laughs> so I let it do its thing, and I, I kind of walk away because I can't take my eyes off of it because I'm like, this is what hell looks like. Mm-hmm. Like when I was thinking about, like when I was like into cyberpunk when I was like a teen, and I was thinking about like what a dystopian hellscape would look like, like I'm living in it. I'm in like a, this fucking huge supermarket, and this thing is cutting in front of me to take inventory of a product I'm about to buy. I just like the fact that they have a thing at Giant Eagle where I can actually take a scanner with me in my cart. And I can just oh, yeah. be like, fuck it. I'm going to so I'm going to scan my own to. groceries. So I get know. less worried about <laughs> Boston <laughs> Dynamics. Like yeah. Yeah. You oh, just watch it. Dude, take the scanner out of the thing. Swipe your yeah. giant eagle card. Take the little the laser gun out and like play fucking Picard with all your groceries <laughs> and fill up your goddamn cart and walk out of the store. Don't even stop at the goddamn cash register. Just walk out to your car and dump it in your trunk. It's fucking genius. It's awesome. Except apparently about five years ago, my wife bounced a check somewhere, mm-hmm. and we don't write checks, so right. I'm not, i got to call somebody. Yeah. We're not allowed to have a gun. Oh, really? You're not allowed to have <laughs> a laser gun? It's like, your no account is you. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't even, I don't even write the checks. The giant eagle police took away your ability to, yeah. So oh, I used to do analog groceries. So I kept, analog what a hassle. So people kept going up to this Money. thing while it's trying to take, like, inventory of yeah. the aisles and just, like, wordlessly, like, 
putting things up to it to try to scan it. Well, of course. And like yeah. fucking with it. Yeah. And I walked back oh, by great. five minutes later and it was still in the same spot, like making like it doing like a like a hundred and twenty degree sweep yeah. of an area because like nice. people kept trying to well, scan yeah. shit and I'm like, we're fine. Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> exactly. be all right. We're gonna be all right for a while. We got another no few years. You know, I was just at Piper School and there was yeah. uh you know, we were doing the battle bot thing. She yeah. Piper's kinda getting into that. Oh really? So think. Cool. But one of the things she was talking about, you know, it was a woman who Basically, she's with a foundation. I guess she made herself a honey job. Or I'm the director of this foundation. She had an iPad. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I see what you did there. But yeah, it's pretty good. Good job. Right. I mean, you come do these things at school, and I'm unemployed, and I like to make stuff out of cardboard. Oh no, you got a maker space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh we, no, they have a portable, right. a mobile maker space. A mobile maker space. Yeah. I'm an yeah. entrepreneur. It's got a 3D printer. Yeah. Everything else. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're a thought leader. But she was talking about <laughs> thought leader. I'm a life coach. <laughs> I'm an influencer. <laughs> but yeah, wow. basically, you know, it was, you know, pr- production right. and, and teaching kids about, you know, there's, you know, not you don't have to go to college. You can learn how, you know, CNC machining and all these tech schools and stuff like that. Or you could be a plumber and really make some fucking money. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or a dentist. Fucking around. Or but a dentist. the one thing she said that, <laughs> that I have known for a while is that all the production <laughs> is going, you know, there's a big push to put everything online. Right. So Honda can, you know, write, write change, change code yep. in their production line here in America from Japan and everything Absolutely. and all these interconnectivity yep. and all this stuff and they're basically building Skynet. Yes, it's they just, are. It's getting scary. Uh, yeah, Starbucks can adjust the thermostat. And everybody Seattle. thinks it's such a good idea because to these people... It's efficient. Change, it's yeah, convenient. Change in and of itself is progress. It's got to happen. It doesn't matter what the change is. As long as we've changed something, we've made forward progress. Okay. And yet... No matter what big, how big of a problem we make, technology will fix it. Nick and I were talking about our ultimate motorcycle build earlier, and we were talking about, well, what's the, what's the absolute smallest number of wires we could have? <laughs> and we were sitting here trying to figure out the minimum number of wires required <laughs> to build a motorcycle. Well, that's a great topic for a podcast, which I was thinking is like, Let's all. What if is only the we knew of a podcast that we could do one. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate bike. Motorcycles? Maybe we'll next podcast we'll come up. We'll, come up. Yeah, we'll yeah. decide what the ultimate bike that we would build. Well, okay. So do you with need one wire if you ran all Modbus. Okay. <laughs> well, it's true. Uh, I mean, if you, if you did Modbus, Modbus right. well, you got to get ignition. So we got a spark plug. Right. We got to make that spark. Yes. The, right. We're gonna have to no, either use I a battery could, or a magneto. Oh, you're doing hot tube. Could be in head coil. Oh head, shit! Head That's true. Coil. Holy shit! You're right. The motor could be totally self-contained. It could. Right. Right. The motor could actually have no wires going into it, aside from whatever, whatever cable operates your fuel injector or whatever. At that point, but that could be on a single board. You could put yep. your injector, your uh, mm-hmm. ignition, and or you just use a carburetor, board. and then you don't need any of that. Yep. Right. Also true. Yeah, that's true. Because I was thinking for for practical application, we need a positive for the headlight. Ground through the tra- through the frame. Oh, ground through the frame, the whole goddamn thing. I mean, thing. just look at yeah. any 1969 dirt yes. bike. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's, you'll that's end up with. That's what I want. And I was just, we were joking earlier, you know, about airplane and helicopter wiring harnesses, how they're all white, you know, and they're just white. Like, what, what, what you know, do you, do you have a color version of this wiring diagram? No, <laughs> because it wouldn't have any colors. Do you white. have a color version of this harness? Right. <laughs> we don't, because white Insulation shows burnout. White insulation shows flame Do they have problems. On the wire? What's that? Yeah, yeah they're all numbered. Wire's numbered. Yeah, they're all numbered. Yeah. And you know, a lot of them are scanned now. Modern ones have barcode scans mm-hmm. on the actual wires themselves, so That's you can. That's amazing because the thing's it is. Like that so tiny, tiny. It's such a tiny little thing. It looks like somebody literally just put a sharpie marker on the wire on the insulator 
but yet you can scan it and it'll tell you everything about that wire, where it goes, what its resistance is supposed to be, what its voltage is. See, every I do time my own barcoding with a sharpie, yes, with like, a sharpie. Like, <laughs> one, two, three. I'm dealing with six blue wires or something. That's amazing, but you could yeah. look with a microscope mm -hmm. on a check. Yeah. Did you ever do this? No. Okay, you take your take a check that you yeah. write a check. I mean, right. well, nobody writes checks anymore. Yeah. Take a microscope and look at your signature line. It's words. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that how do they print yeah. words oh, that yeah. tiny? Huh. And I'm sure it's on the money too. If you, yeah. I mean, if you, oh, yeah. there's micro, yeah. micro, micro print on there yeah. for sure. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty neat. And that is on a lot of stuff when you're buying electronics components for motorcycles. Um, we deal, we dealt with a couple of Indian companies that went on this kick where they were proving that the parts they were supplying to us, which is funny because they were from India, and were authentic. So they would send you the thing in a mylar pouch, and it was sealed, and it had a hologram on the tag across the seal so that you knew that you were getting an authentic Bajaj part, and your part wasn't some replica of a Bajaj part. So you were getting an authentic Indian Bajaj part, not one of those spurious Chinese yeah. copies. One of them was made in Italy. We wouldn't want to have an, an Italian voltage regulator. No, no. I was looking at the cop bikes that I was yeah. working on, the Harleys, and I was noticing that there was like holograms mm -hmm. on some of the, like, so there's a chrome panel yep. where there was a little HD, there was like a hologram, yep. and you could tell that some of it was probably set up so it can't be caught, you know, yep. like it's oh, a yeah. little watermarking there. Yeah, and that's that makes a lot of sense, too, because when you get into that aftermarket industry, that aftermarket industry is worth mm -hmm. billions. Um, Cam, you floated a picture to our group of a whole fucking flock of TW200s? Yeah, I don't know if it's oh. like from an MSF Don't release or too much information. Uh, yeah, because oh yeah, because I want one. But I they're know. Uh, under, under $2,000, well under $2,000, all with low miles. As they should. Really, really nice. Yeah. I'm sure they've, again, if they're like MSF bikes, I'm sure they've all been dropped 110 oh, times. But perfect. it's plastic. But that's how you can tell a, that's a good TW200. Yeah, because it's been used. Right. The levers are all bent. All the yeah. so, right. so we need to do a... Yeah. It's a, never a, been in fifth gear? Or <laughs> fourth gear? Yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need to do a, uh, a Cleveland Moto group buy on I'm telling and you, start a TW200 yeah. gang. And then yeah. we need to just order a crate from Web Bike Japan yeah. to get all the cool shit for TW200s. I agree. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, do, I totally So I figured out, I was texting you guys about this like mm -hmm. a couple months ago, but um, it's not all that difficult to fit an XT225 right. engine and transmission in a TW200 frame. Okay. And really all you have to do is you have to use the output shaft from the TW200 okay. and machine a space for the sixth gear on it. Okay. Just because oh. the output shaft is longer on the longer, TW200 because right. the big fat yeah. tire. And it's been done and multiple people have sure. done it. And apparently you can buy or could buy a TW225 in Japan with a round headlight, no less. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, and then so. you'd have the sixth gear, which would give you the ability to go over 60 miles an hour. Theoretically. Right. right. I know how you feel about sixth gears and uh, yeah. some of the smaller bikes... Yeah. I'm looking at John, sorry. But, but it's... I, I've, yeah, I've yeah, I'm just going to stop you right there. <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I, I agree with you. Like, I've ridden some small displacement yeah. Yeah, yeah. bikes with six gears, and it's just, it doesn't do what it should do on paper. I, I have what, tried if, several times to ride a TW200 on the freeway, mm -hmm. and it is not a healthy If six gear yeah. is, a, is a good hop from fifth gear, yeah. then I'm all for it. Right. But all too often, it's just a little a niche above. Yeah. Fifth. I was going to say it's yeah, another. It's not fifth what year. you want it to be. It's <laughs> not they, an overdrive. Or they take the original five gear ratios yeah. and then they just 
divide it into yeah. a sixth second gear. and a half yeah. gear. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just shift more often, or right. you have like an additional three miles. It's not like an overdrive. It's, it's useless. Yeah. It there is a purpose to it though, because especially with small displacement, displacement like right. that, if you have a strong headwind or you're going yep. up a slight hill, yep. you can drop into fifth and scream it. Right. It's, as opposed to going from, you know, it's right. not as big a drop. It's, so I guess my homework. My self-imposed homework for this week is to look at the gear ratios in the TW200 five-speed box you know what? and compare them to the gear Before ratios. Before we should get our ideas about what color to paint the unicorn's toenails, maybe right. we should get the unicorn first. Well, that's why so, I sent you the full screen cap I mean, with the guy's name so you yeah. could contact the yeah, guy. Yeah, I think, I think step so one would be... Cut a hole in a box? Yeah. We're getting to that season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Step um, two. I, I'm going to tell you, I would, nothing would make me happier than, than doing a power buy on like eight yeah. TW200s, uh, you know, that one of those things. Because that, that picture, there had to be 60 in that picture. There's enough for everyone. I thought the number was four. Oh, you said 60? Okay, I, I yeah. was just count. I was literally but you drunk did, counting. You I did didn't notice that it said, we will not take a penny under what they were asking oh, for. Oh, did it? Which was oh, yeah. 16. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was a thousand, yeah. 14 million dollars. No, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. it was, it was big. Really it was big. Tons of money. It was more money than anybody's ever seen. Less delivery. Right, but like exactly. the thought I had as soon as I From took Hawaii. that picture is like, <laughs> Phil could buy twelve of these. I was I was sell half as, of them to us yeah. and sell the other half because every what did every TW two hundred in Mid Ohio say if it had a sign? What it on said it? was sold and don't ask or not for right, sale. Not for sale. Right. Right. Every I mean that was the bike at Mid Ohio that everyone who happened to have one was hmm. not interested in hearing about your story about how you needed to have it more than they did. Um, yeah. Imagine yeah. being the one guy at Mid Ohio twenty twenty that's got. Six TW200s for sale. It would be hilarious, and I think it would be it would be the best thing would be to just line up maybe six, eight, twelve of them mm-hmm. in front of our little you know madness camp, and then just put signs on all of them that say "not for sale." Yeah. <laughs> what if there's forty people riding around with this? Exactly you know, right. Yeah. right. Yeah, we got them too. No. <laughs> and that's even better to be like if if there's a whole army of you, yeah. right? Um, we have to have matching outfits, though. Can't oh. touch this. <laughs> we got to do the Devo suits. Well, the because Honda people are going to think that it's their, they're seeing the same bike. Yeah, people are going to swear to God that they're seeing the yeah. same bike. Yeah. So yeah. if the pie plate on the front of the bike says, you know, don't ask, not for sale, but there's a, a fucking metric shit ton of dudes riding around. See two of them right next to each other. Exactly. Yeah. You know what we do is every every other one says not for sale right. and the other ones have prices on them and oh, we keep switching yeah, bikes right. so we just gaslight like 10,000 people over But they all weekend. look the same. And that's, exactly. and that's the best thing. <laughs> it's, it's like was you have white your one prank? with blue and black or was a white one with black and blue? I can't Well, recall. all of these in the picture were identical because they were they all were purchased the same model. Oh, yeah. They're all drum brake bikes. They're late drum brake bikes so they got to be like 99, 2000. Again, it's it's yeah. one of those things that nothing would make me happier than to buy a fucking just a container I, load of that I shit. I knew because uh, a certain yeah. a certain dirt bike company did not apparently get back to you in time for the holidays. So we're uh, right now. yeah yeah we're we're mm. in a yeah that's and that that situation hasn't gotten any better by the way. You know, we talked about it in the podcast ridiculous. last week, and you'd think that after that somebody might have said, "Hey, this guy wants to spend some fucking you money." You know what though? Uh, yeah. It, it's going to work out for you because it's less headache because you don't have to go home at night and worry if people have broken into your shop to try to get hold of the dirt bikes this they is saw true. earlier. That's exactly right. Yeah, you neglected. Did, Chinese somehow thing. this reminded me of something. You neglected a whole story that you started with last week. I don't even know if it was during the podcast yeah. or after or before. Yeah. But it involves uh, profe- professional athletes and things athletes. that you've sold. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, so delivered. 
Yeah, it has been delivered. You're right. So uh, to somebody who paid for it. So Landry, um, you're, you guys are going to have to help me with because I don't speak sports. Me neither. Um, so there's this young footballer uh, by the name of Landry. Jarvis. And uh, there's another footballer by the name of Odell. Odell Beckham Jr. Right. And they were buddies together. And uh, there's college. Uh, in college, right? So what college was that? I don't know. Uh, LSU. Damn, okay. It's good right. to hear, man. <laughs> yeah. So, just making it up. <laughs> so apparently there was a story, and uh, the story that was told to me by their uh, agents or their management uh, was that whilst they were in college, Odell had this scooter, or was it Landry? I can't recall. Landry had the scooter. Landry had the scooter. So Landry had the scooter, and they would ride around college um, on the scooter tandem, nut to butt. And uh, define a scooter. Oh well, that's where that's the, hardcore because those are big dudes. Now hold on, they are football players. So, yeah, so but the, they're not really big though. They're, they're so the young the young lady who works for their management company, One's their their agent of sorts. Two of them on a scooter. though? Con- hold they're on, both receivers. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's a wide receiver. Yes. Whoa. So it turns <laughs> out though, this tight end. Feed me to it. It turns out the, the scooter rear. in question. <laughs> The scooter in question wasn't what we would call a scooter. The scooter in question is actually this weird little mutant trikey thing, like a, a fucking tricycle handicapped uh, kid's scooter bizarre. thing. I don't Segway. fucking know what you'd call it. Three it's like a Segway that has less talent. It's a fake um, Segway. Right. <laughs> no, and, you know, they're riding it all over, you know, Coachella and, you know, whatever, um, uh, with all the other white girls. And it's just one of those things that they apparently... Um, one of them was riding said scooter and, and broke it, got hit by a bus. And, uh, it was intentional. And so that's, a, that's the young lads uh, riding up there, a nut to butt. Oh, wow. I want to have a friendship like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what you should want. That now. is literally nut to butt. Like, one is sitting, it one is, is truly. Standing. Like, right now, I've, I've seen. Can we look at a different picture? <laughs> Can we look at <laughs> any picture besides so, that? One? It's like that first scary movie. So, what happened, though, <laughs> yeah, what happened is. Um, the one fella broke the other fella's scooter real hard. I bet. And so now that they both have uh, $43 million contracts, uh, the one fella thought that he could buy the other fella's scooter to replace it, and he decided to buy um, a scooter at our store. But, you know, he didn't just call up and say, hey, I'd like to buy a scooter at your store because that would be really cool. I could buy a scooter, and I have $44 million for the next year, whether or not I play football or not, um, or how bad my team does, or whether I get hurt or contract, whatever. Um, no, they didn't do that. They had some of their, you know, their agent represent, minion. you know, yeah, whatever, minion, contact us and say, if we'd like to engage in a partnership with them and give them a scooter. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> and I said, let me get this straight. The person that just got a contract for $44 million, who his in himself barely a teenager. His watch is like $20,000. No, $375,000, and he was fined $50,000 for wearing it. Mother. Oh, my God. No. And <laughs> Chris, thank he, <laughs> his, his agent said, well, but, you know, he has over 2 million followers on the, the Instagrams. <laughs> And oh, that's cool. that's cool. So you can trade followers to me, and then I can use that to pay uh, my mortgage. No. I did look up the XE no. currency converter and found out that 1.2 million followers was worth exactly $0. You're shitting me. Yeah, wow. I did wow. check that. Canadian. Uh, and 
I did remind them that we do not give away anything to anybody ever. Was he going to offer maybe some exposures though? Because yes. those are worth something. <laughs> yes, he, yeah. was gonna, he was going to put. He, he was going shirts, to post so yeah, about it. Apparently. Yeah. Well, and first thing is, as we can see by these pictures, the product he received is not the product they were talking about, guys. He's riding a tricycle. They should worry less about the stupid scooter and worry about catching the fucking football. Right. <laughs> it would be a good start, right? Uh, Seriously. Thank you, Coach Steve. Yeah. But Break. the thing that they Freddy's bought from us... Bring Denny's menu. And i got to give them credit. These, 44, these people that just got a $44 million contract did impress me by buying the actual least expensive bike in my shop. <laughs> wow. Cash. No. Not even. Oh, uh, not wow. even. Um, they tried, they put three different representatives of their management company on the phone with me to negotiate this partnership. <laughs> now, they probably spent more money in high-powered agency hours negotiating this partnership than I made selling the fucking bike. The point being, I don't know who normally falls for this shit, and it's like, oh, it's going to be great. We're going to sell all kinds of bikes because, you know... Whatever, I mean, this, this talented young footballer is uh, riding, you know, one of our scooters. But, um, yeah, we did the paperwork and we, we delivered it. And his, if history proves to be true, because we've done this before, um, they're never going to come in and sign their paperwork. They're never going to fucking get their title. This bike is going to sit in the guy's house in Columbia Station and it's never going to leave. And if it does leave, it might go down to the grocery store. 1477 <laughs> Union Street. I do have his address over here on the paperwork. But, um, but the other thing is, you know, I, had to, I tried to have a discussion with his uh, minion about fuel injection and why he might want to have a fuel-injected bike. And no, nah, that, that, that did not compute in the Los Angeles sports agent's mind at all. And all these people that work at this management company are all dead sexy 20 to 30 something year old ladies i mean i've been through the roster of the company that represents him and they do you know uh what do they say crisis management so you know if you've beaten up your girlfriend or whatever um these are the people that are going to protect reputation you recovery. reputation recovery thank you i believe that was listed as the first thing they they offered but they did give a list of all their clients and it's all sports people there's one or two people who aren't sports people but Every person that works there. There's not a 40-year-old chubby guy in their entire staff. It is all... He's in accounting. <laughs> he doesn't get his picture on the website. No, no. no. Um, so that's an interesting thing, too, about that subculture. And I, I don't believe that it's a good thing. I don't believe that it's honorable, especially when this whole thing went down the way that it did. So long story short, um, they, did buy, they did buy the cheapest scooter we sell. And we did deliver it where we came in contact with exactly zero Browns. Uh, hmm. we, we did get in touch with, I believe he was the equip, equipment manager or the mailroom guy, one of the two, came out. And um, I gave that person the same tutorial I give everyone that I deliver a bike to, you know, what to do, care and feeding, how to operate, et cetera. 
I give them the sheet that tells them what to do, how, care and feeding, how to operate, et cetera. Put it under the seat of the bike, gave them the keys, gave them the briefing. And exactly two hours later, I started getting the phone calls about it won't start. <laughs> you took the plugs out. No, fucking kill switch every time. <laughs> yeah, fucking kill switch. That thing on the handlebars that says kill switch. That thing, the engine stop, that button. Yeah, that one That one stops. The big red one? The big red, the oh, big red one, yeah. It. Right, yeah, that, that one stopped. You're going to read the news. He cracks it up. He's done. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> Kellen Winslow, the electric boogaloo. It, it is, and the funny thing is, as soon as I posted it on one of my social media things that this had happened, um, a bunch of uh, sports fanboys, people, all po- like immediately were were caps all, caps locking into the computer. They're not allowed to ride motorcycles or scooters, you know. Because like they might injure themselves and have. Well, I think that's like in Brown's contracts. I'm sure it is. Winslow's like parking lot antics. When he went with the Star Boys, I was at that. I was at it. You were there. Oh Oh, yeah, baby. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to do wheelies. No, he was trying to do a stoppy. He's trying to do a stoppy. Yep. That'll get you. Hit the curb. Yep. And so what did that? And what did that cost the sports organization he works for? Because he had a contract, right? He did. He had a contract that was no whether he, he played or didn't play. After that. Right. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't he useful was, as a sports yeah, he was person anymore. So that's why they have these contracts to make sure that somebody they've invested forty-four million dollars in doesn't go out and do something stupid and sideline themselves. I'd say his management company failed him hard. Well, they should have never bought that for. I, so remember, you you told us about like that that one person that you knew that had a bike that mm-hmm. they had had that they made two payments on and then they wrecked it yep. and they didn't have gap insurance no. on it. They I made payments. They have, yeah. yeah, I wonder if they have gap insurance on sports players. Yeah, because like that was the same yeah, situation the Browns right? were in yeah, when, they, when they, Winslow they, wrecked. They do. Yeah, they do. On, you wow. get insurance on yourself. See, wow. but I, I that think makes sense. Yeah. I had a place in England that. Lloyd's, Lloyd's of London. Yeah, Lloyd's yeah. Of London. I need you to. I need you to insure me against this football player uh, wrecking their bike, oh my God. and not being a. See, I, I am I, so not privileged. I think you really made a huge mistake on not taking up the um, the advertising kind of aspect to it because I don't go to a lot of Browns games, but yeah. I pass the Muni lot, yeah. and when you do on a Browns weekend, there's like five thousand scooters in. Yeah. So it's a huge. You know, these sports guys are huge scooter fans. Sure. So, I mean, you know, that could have been a really good opportunity. Again, <laughs> I, the, the number of times, I mean, we were on MTV's The Real World. Not, we didn't have to give them a scooter. We sold them a couple of scooters. And, I mean, it was three or four. And it did not lead to sale number one as a result of us right. being on goddamn MTV. I didn't see that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Real World. It was my super sweet 16. Oh, see, I would have totally bought a scooter exactly, if I saw right? that. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, well, so yeah. now what you got to post, though, for... Odell and Jarvis to read is that Jesus Christ, I posted that you bought a bike. Right. My God, I've sold 14 more. This has really paid off. <laughs> this is no, totally paid off. You're going to want like 25. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tough titties. You know, you guys could figure People out. People you know, on ice water, too. You should probably figure out a way to tough work out a partnership with these uh, vendors and suppliers. You can hey, get asshole, shit for free. Welcome to Cleveland. Yeah, Fuck you. Exactly. Period, <laughs> yeah. new paragraph. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. You were fined $40,000 for wearing your $370,000 watch that they gave you for free during a game because it can. can be considered a weapon because it weighs 96 pounds and you can see it from Sputnik. You know, like you're not supposed to go out on the football field wearing, you know, god awful giant jewelry and shit. Dumbass. Dumbass. But no. You want a free scooter. You got a free watch out of the goddamn deal, didn't you? You got That's a quarter of a million dollars. They had too. Balls. That? Yeah. It's just that thing. It's like a whole different world they live in. So it's, it's a rock star mentality. In the form of our, you know, our sports uh, gladiators. You know what, though? I totally, on the one hand, I'm like, 
kind of pissed off on your behalf that mm -hmm. they asked you for free shit yeah. with all of that being there. But I was uh, watching a documentary about Steve Rebell who ran Studio 54. Okay. And he was talking about how he got famous people to come to Studio 54 every weekend. And all he did free was cocaine? hand out free drink tickets. Oh. Drink tickets. Right. And I he think says, you're he's, more onto it right there. I, I believe what you said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the drink tickets also came with free cocaine. Exactly. Possibly. But I mean, I've heard other places too where it's like the, the goodie bags and stuff that are like the whole reason that these yeah. rich people show up at like award shows and other events is like these people that have millions and millions they of just dollars, want the, free yeah. shit yeah. is the fucking Swag. catnip right. that they right. and speaking uh, of free well, shit because you can't buy yeah. free shit what's up because you can't that's exactly yeah. right because you can't buy free shit that's, 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 that's our song. price on free yep. yeah million dollars yeah. million dollars yeah yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly right. That well, that's why the the guy from Papa John's shit. fucked the shark because right. you can't. We most people can't that do that. Podcast. Right? right, right. So he he fucked the shark. No, he was just an alcoholic and he messed up. <laughs> fucked the speaking shark. Of, uh, speaking of, yeah, the owner of Papa like John's was in. shark fishing. They caught the thing and he fucked the shark. <laughs> was that Papa John's or was that Jimmy John's? No, it's Papa. It's the, the freaky. Wait, fast. was it Jimmy John's? I don't know. The Jimmy John's, John's guy. The Jimmy John's guy. The Jimmy John's guy does like to murder big exotic animals. Yeah, right. It might have been right. him. It yeah. might have been him. Okay. But he literally fucked the shark. How do we know this? I've heard they have pictures. They have him naked on this shark, banging the shark. A oh, real shark? You're no. shitting me. I no. thought you were like combining no. like screw the. It would take at least the shark. I was just. It would take at least three people to fuck a shark. No, no, There's a shark. Sharks aren't as big as you think. Sharks are. You better check your sources on that. See, dude, Joe Rogan even talked about it on his podcast, and he said, you know what, Jamie, pull this if up. you can have anything <laughs> yeah, right. in the world, <laughs> and there's nothing yeah, left Jamie, for you to do, what do you do? You fuck the shark. You know what you should have in the search I'm not gonna, history of you know your what, work I'm not gonna, I'm not I might be fucking the shark, shark, but nobody's going to be filming it, okay? Uh, I'm going to be smart enough. You're right. fucking the dog. I'm going to duck.go.com. So while he's doing that, I could bring this back to a podcast-related topic. Remember about that swag for just $5 a month. Nice. One Lincoln. For just $5 a month, you can get some swag. You can get a box of swag, T-shirt, pint glass, coffee mug, whatever the fuck I got laying around. Who Maybe knows? $75,000 watch, maybe? It might even be swag from a different podcast. <laughs> but we're going to send it to you, goddammit. This, is, this you, is more pseudo-free stuff than Moto the football Guzzi's players scar. getting. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, it could be a Moto Guzzi scar. Because you earned it. Right. <laughs> Those come from Germany, right? I mean, that's for real. Germany. Yeah. Germany, Indiana. The Germans. The Germans made our scarves. The, uh, so <laughs> he thought. See, you thought I was lying, didn't you? No, he fucked a shark. You guys, it's all gone. It's a big fat guy fucking a shark. And I'm not embarrassing himself. He's not actually fucking it, but he is riding it pretty good. He's butt ass naked. Is he spooning a shark? No, show Phil. He is fucking a shark. No, I do. That's not where it's Phil's got. Do you remember that episode of Happy Days where Fonzie fucked the shark? That, that shark is looking at him it's rather fashionably. I saw the way the shark was dressed. The shark might have been asking for it. Look at the fucking yeah. shit eating grin in the yeah. inset photo. Oh, yeah. like, he's, he's like, yeah, I fucked that shark. That's not the same thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I have her. No, you humped her. Yeah, humped it's different. Her. Yeah, humped her. That's, that's, that's exactly fucking hilarious. Right. I'm the founder of Jimmy John's and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> oh my God. No scales were on me too. That's it. So, um... Remember Patreon.com yes. forward slash Cleveland Moto. Um, Ten bucks a month. We're listening to you for a change. Your content is right on mic. We answer your tech questions. You get the hotline number. So if you if it's two or three in the morning and, and you've got something to say, yeah, no shit. You're gonna wake up at three? 
I have created, I have <laughs> bought a burner with a phone number. Yeah. I am giving that phone number to anybody who joins at the $10 a month so level. The light goes on on the nightstand and you're there. You're Now, whether or not I respond... <laughs> So a horse of a different color. That is a, that is a totally different <laughs> scenario. But it's not but an empty target. this is a complete upside for you because how many hours have you wasted on right. the phone with yeah. motherfuckers yeah. and never got a dime out of it? Exactly. Be sure to, be sure to These call. These are actually people who are willing to pay for your advice? They already paid for it. They've already paid they for it. They prepaid. You're on retainer, I'm on retainer. Yeah, so and they're not motherfuckers is what you're saying. And they're good people. If they've got a tech question... Why not? We're all here, man. Yeah. There's there's nine there's people a here. Lot of tech or a shark there. question. Or a shark question, apparently. Shark tech. Um, yeah. Or if you've seen something stupid, or you have a comment, or you're listening to this podcast, and you fucking have taken fucking strict issue with something we've said. Umbridge. Yes. Which you should. If you're harboring some umbrage, <laughs> you can punch up the secret bat phone number that you will have as a member of... The Cognoscenti. As a hotline member, you will literally have the ability to ring our bell. You know what would be really cool? Uh-huh. A Slack channel. You don't think this was cool enough, Cam? This was. Are cool you enough. not fucking entertained? <laughs> where do where does where do we have to go to satisfy you? You need I'm a just, Slack channel. Let me let me tell no. you what's great about a no, Slack channel. This is good. I'm, this, pretty, I'm not I saying like this it. isn't good, yeah. but you know what you can do on Slack? Fuck off at work and look like you're working. Uh, what, okay, that. but you can do that with the phone number I'm about to give Amen. you. If you want to send us a dick pic, you can send us a dick pic. If you want to send us, us some bad information about somebody you know, go ahead. We that? might say it, and then we'll get in trouble for it. What about jail bail? Hey, why not? Yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. I've never hey, let any of my friends uh, rot in jail. Uh, yeah. Jail in Albuquerque. The whole idea. Bailey. The whole idea is you're going to get the burner phone number. The burner phone number is going to come to me. I've got it, and you're going to literally be able to be a part of the show. That's and great. you're going to get priority. We're going to talk about what you want to talk about. We're going to mention it. It's going to go up there. So that's it. And by the way, we are locking that down. There are only 50 of those slots available. Damn. Wow. Five zero. So because if it were more, if there were more than that, there'd be more traffic than we could handle yeah. in a two-hour podcast. But right? there's right? only 46 left. I was going to exactly. say, there's only 46 left. Right. I mean, no, no, no. We've got. Uh, now we we just started this the other day, and we already have uh, we have nine whole patrons. Wow. So we have nice. nine people participating in this stupid, stupid experiment yeah. um, that are already there. Extra welfare is And not nine of them experiment. aren't me. No. So, yeah. Eight, eight, eight of them aren't you. Right. And no, the, actually, I didn't subscribe. Yeah. And the experiment, I would go... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go you're on. fine. I'm just going to say, in the experiment, we're all learning how to talk <laughs> into the mics right, and look at microphones and stuff. So it's going to get better and better as we go along. It feels like a real radio no. show. No. Right. Exactly. <laughs> not scrape my fucking chair across the floor. And <laughs> right. Right. The, table. Epic, the one thing I was trying not to do that. for two hours. It's, yeah, no, it's good. It is the whole thing about podcasts. I think that we've all kind of learned is I don't listen to talk radio in my car anymore. I don't bother wasting time with commercials. Yeah. I don't do that. All I listen to in the car is podcast. That's it. That's all I listen to. Um, if I'm going to be using anything that's auditory enjoyment, I don't find myself listening to my music in the car. I listen to podcasts. When I'm doing eight hours in the car doing pickups and deliveries, I listen to podcasts. It's what I do. And we're after doing this for as long as we've done it, I listen to our podcast. I was embarrassed about the quality. Steve was nice enough to pony up and bring all this gear with us um, and set this all up so we could do this and sound better, give something better to everyone out there. And I really do. 
I can't thank him enough, but there's a lot of money wrapped up here. So what we're doing is we're going to be able to buy the shit. I want us to be able to say, if you do go to the Patreon thing, you're going to see we've got two primary goals. And our goals are that we want to have one, this rig. We want to have this setup available to us that we own it and it's sitting here. The other thing that we want to do is we want to make sure that we've got a decent road set. So when you look at the goals on our uh, Patreon thing, um, when we get to twelve hundred bucks, we're gonna buy we're gonna buy gear. So we're gonna buy the stuff from Steve. We're gonna make sure that he's compensated because look, I didn't spend an, I didn't spend one minute choosing what to bring out here. This is all Steve. He he did this. And the other thing is when we get to our second dollar amount, we're gonna get a proper good road rig. So that when we do go places, we can record stuff and we will sound good. Because that's a big thing. If we want people to keep listening to it, if we want people to participate, we've got to give them something that isn't fucking annoying to listen to. And if if we've got something that is important to say, it'd be nice if people could tolerate it long enough to fucking hear it. So we understand it's free, but it's not. You know, And that's the thing about good podcasts is they aren't free. Somebody put some time and effort into doing it. We all show up here Friday night because it's a good Friday night. Now, the fact that there's something that comes out of our having a good Friday night. I was actually thinking on my way up here tonight that this is the one time in my week yeah. that I actually get to have some intelligent conversation. <laughs> I mean, I spend all day Yikes. at work and all the oh, things man. that go on there. Yeah, and It's true. And yes, I'm not calling my wife stupid or no, my no, child. No, no, there's some intelligent... No. But right. it's not the same as actually having... I love our time together. I really do. I, I have a blast doing this, and it is fun, and it's why I look forward to doing it and try to, you know, try to, you know, make the Friday nights a special thing for us. And the fact that we can share that with other people who want to hang out and bullshit, or maybe they just want to have this going while they do other shit. They're getting more accomplished than we are, motherfucker. So, you know, more power to them. Yeah, I like, I like the idea of somebody listening to this in their garage while they're right. working on their shit. Yeah, we've That's helped so a cool. lot of people accomplish a lot of missions except ourselves. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you could have Phil on tap for five bucks a month, it's I ten bucks. Ten, ten bucks. Okay, so ten bucks. So ten bucks a month. If you play your cards right, you right. could easily take some advice from him and save oh. ten bucks a month. Just a, <laughs> I one, don't know. About one it. bad if decision. He, <laughs> if he saves you from buying one wrong part. I mean, one little that tip could be on five bucks a year. He yeah. could save you a hundred and twenty dollars. It is a lot of pressure, but it is that if you, anybody <clears> spent a week working here. If anybody spent one week in this shop, they would know that what we do here is 98% counseling. <laughs> but that's a $100 dono- donation to, to spend a, a week here. But it's not. We, no. we don't make any fucking money in the shop. Patreon right. Could For, yeah. Apprentice here. Yeah. Do you have, a, do you have an apprentice program? <laughs> exactly. The apprentice program. You know what? We'll teach you how to hate motorcycles in only 30 days. We'll take your, your love. We'll take your love of motorcycles and turn it inside out. You're going to leave here with a serious decoy duck fetish or something. You're going to be so far away from motorcycles if you worked here for a month. It's ridiculous. Everyone that comes through the door, you're like, no, that's, you don't want that. That's garbage. Yeah. But it is. You do get, when you work in a motorcycle shop every single day, you can get jaded pretty motorcycle quickly. Motorcycle cynicism. It is. Yeah. It, you become this ultimate skeptic because working here on that side of the side of the table where everybody that walks through the door has a problem. And the problem is either with their bike or that you're trying to charge them money for what you're selling them. Oh, you guys make money here? 
or uh, we, we tried to, right? So yeah, and that's just you know every day somebody comes in and just assumes that they deserve a deal. So that's every every thing, single sales interaction you have with somebody is the vast majority of people are trying to get something for nothing or less than they should be, and so you have to practice all day long about being this dickhead. When really your your natural wannabe behavior is to be a silly, stupid fucker that's going to be like, yeah, do a trick. I'll give you a discount. But lights have to stay on. Exactly. Right. We do want to keep doing I, I this. I get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've only been going out of business for the past 19 years. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> the accountant can only lie so much. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. So, yeah, if you guys want to do kick in a little for the Patreon, we're going to try to keep fun shit up there. It's just silly shit that, you know, patron patrons will have access to. Um I want somebody to give us the suggestion because we have three tiers, right? A buck, five bucks, and ten bucks. But we should have the fuck you J-Lo tier. Well, right? We can offer like eternal life. No, no, no. I mean, it could be, it could be a back rub from Johnny Mac. It could be. <laughs> all hands. He's all hands, All hands right? on deck. Right, exactly. But um, Renee was watching this chick who, who has birds. Like, she literally has parrots, right? And she has a $200 a month patron level. Wow. Okay. And I, I said, there. yeah, I said, there's got to be nudity involved. There's got to be something. It's no. birds. Right. Yeah. But the point being, we're so not going to, we're not asking involved? for that. No, but what I do, I would like to have, I would like to have a fuck you level. We're not asking for that, but you can. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. So do you go? how weird can you go and... Uh, again, pay for it. <laughs> submit it to us. Submit it to submit to us. You can email this one to clevelandmoto at gmail.com and submit to us your idea of either the most brilliant or the dumbest promotional idea. And then attach a dollar amount to it. And if it's good enough, and I mean if we all think it's a horrible idea, <clears throat> we might put it up there. We're not suggesting anyone ever pull the trigger on it, but it would just be a, a moment of pride. To have anybody that stops at the Patreon page look at that and go, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, not until it gets warmer up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Because the whole thing, like, we, we know that the strange things that happen at Mid-Ohio, a lot of stuff on there are priceless. Um, you, can't, you can't pay for that level of indignity and debauchery. <laughs> but at Mid-Ohio, you can get it for nearly free. So that's about it. Anybody got anything else? No. no, dude, I think that is it. I think we should ride fast and take chances. Yeah, for sure.